Oh yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. We are live today Americans in a post-Iran world. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Pick up the telephones. Give us a call. Tell us what's up in your neighborhood. We're sitting here in Midtown Manhattan. And you might have lots of mimes. I hate the feeling when you're looking at me. Started the show off today with some of the Night Watchmen. The new Tom Morello uh, album. Black Heart Attack. What is it? Black Spartacus Heart Attack Machine. That's a single. Chris Stanley, this is my new favorite song in the world. Tom Morello's the man. He uh, brings it. So why not bring him in today? I feel like I want to do one of those old AM uh, radio DJ bits where I just keep playing the song for 24 hours and uh, bolt myself inside. Drill into their heads. Digging it in a big, big way. Oh, by the way, Chris, welcome back from your adventure. Thank you. Your madcap adventure. Quite the nightmare. You were living in dystopian uh, upstate New York, never thinking you'd make it back to electricity. That's right. In civilization. Horrifying. One of the things that you missed while you were away is that everyone decided that the weathermen were assholes <laughs> and made up a lie just because it didn't affect uh, Manhattan. But so much of upstate New York uh, and New England, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, also I think western Massachusetts, and most of all uh, the southern part of Vermont, suffering, suffering badly from this storm that for some reason... Uh, we here in Money Making Manhattan decided is uh, bullshit. I thought it was bullshit too until I <laughs> fucking got hit by it and woke up with no electricity. Ridiculous. Things weren't so comfortable at the old Comfort Inn. <laughs> the Discomfort Inn. <laughs> and every road between fucking where I was and Manhattan was trashed. And there was just detours all over the fucking place. The tripling the time it took me to get down here. You were living like the road, just you and your son out there. Here's a can of Coke. Uh, then, of course, uh, you miss one of the coolest things ever happened to us when we look up and uh, Robert Duval had his nose pressed against our window. It's amazing. And came in. Um, wildness. Wildness yesterday. So great without you here. Oh, so great really? without Jinxie around oh, the Jinxus. Jesus. But today, Black Spotted Kiss Heart Attack Machine. Seriously, uh, it's very fucking rare to hear a new song that you're like, this is the shit. Oh, yeah, it never happens. Straight iPod. <laughs> get in that playlist, get in rotation. I was trying to figure it out. I heard a little Dylan. I heard a little Jim Carroll, a little Lou Reed, uh, a little Rage Against the Machine. Moreau loves all those guys, so it's, it's he's great. He's Put it together. Yeah. It's Night Watchmen. Uh, brand new album out. Worldwide Rebel Songs. Uh, one of the few angry rockers left, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jamie, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Jamie, once. Hello, hello. Oh, got to get all the buttons on. There we go. How are you, pal? 
Hey, buddy. First of all, I want to say thanks for the Bill Walton ball. That ball is awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Fire in the mountain. Uh, Peyton Manning has been removed from the pup list and is in practice for the Colts. It's, uh, the man has no neck left. They did an operation. They separated his neck from his back. And they've just, um, they've kind of fused his head onto his chest plate. And you would think, Peyton, take a little time. But he wants that Brett Favre record. He's never missed a pro game. Uh, Peyton Manning wants to play ball. Now, this is important for one reason and one reason only. Today's Madden, uh, Madden 12 day. The Madden 12 drops easily the greatest sports uh, game of all time, video game. You could argue the fact that it's the greatest game of all time just because it's been here throughout most of your life. And they guarantee they're getting sales every fucking year. It's crazy. And there's a mythology built around it with the Madden curse. What? You know, fuck the Madden curse. My Madden curse is this. I'm not playing franchise only to lose in the playoffs. That's the fucking true Madden curse. Uh, but it is and has been the oddest thing about it is there's small improvements to the game every year so you can start this game knowing how to play it and yet you're always frustrated for the first couple months oh, yeah. because something is not working perfectly. If anyone has a spy report... Spy report. Spy report. If they've already got their paws on one, I'd sure like to hear about it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over to Bill. Bill, you're on my fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, we were on vacation last last week, and we were up in Iowa at this uh, quarter horse racing track called Prairie Meadows. And I was just picking horses. I didn't know anything about it. And I just grabbed one by his name. And this son of a bitch came out of the gate, put 10 links on the field, got 40 yards from the fucking finish line. I see the jockey go flying through the air. The horse did a flip, broke his leg, and killed it. They had to kill it right on the track. Oh. I'm sure that I'm sure that jockey stabbed it in the back of the neck. He's like, we're not supposed to be winning this race. Fucking horse racing is like betting on the WWE. Uh, of course, Hicks took a fucking cold bath, a cold upstate bath. Jesus H. Christ. You'd think the Racino would have given me better odds. Why don't you just fucking follow my man, Mr. Fucking Consistency? God, maybe I am the jinx, because I just feel like... You I'm are the jinx, dude. Fucking... It's not a fucking... You know, it's no slant against you. Yeah, no, it's just I don't want is, you right? to take this personal, but you were fucking born under a bad sign. Your mom couldn't walk down the street without a, st a steam pipe blowing up when she was off to get you milk. You're just a fucking... Jinx, just a very bad jinx. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. We are here on uh, what is now being described to me as a uh, Tuesday in a post-Irene world. Uh, Charlene, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey guys, I want to say thank you. I love, love, love listening to your show. But I was wondering, what do you guys have for these assholes bitching and complaining about the, well, the overhype of the hurricane? I mean, I know two people that died in this hurricane that it wasn't overhyped to them, yet they're bitching and fan, these people are bitching and complaining, oh, I bought too much water, I bought too much food. 
What do you guys have for that? You know, we, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, the only reason why people said it's overhyped, the people who got lucky and the thing didn't hit them head on. The people in Vermont who the rivers have gone up to historic levels, uh, they're not they're not uh, saying it was overhyped. As a matter of fact, they didn't think it was going to hit them. And that's what I said early on when people were trying to work out the map of this. I've been through a lot of hurricane stuff from living in Florida, and you're never sure where that thing is going to go. You're never going to know. No, you're not. I lived in Louisiana during Katrina. I actually was a state trooper there. I got sent here. I moved home back to Rhode Island because of it. I lost everything. Yeah, and when those things hit, yeah, and uh, when those things hit, you just see how small human beings and their accomplishments are. You know, the uh, nature is a big hairy bastard, and there ain't a lot to do when it starts to barrel down on you. No, you don't. Climb in a cave. Guys, talking with me today, I think it was great. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling us, Charlene. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six. Ron, zero, Fez. Uh, let's go over here to Andrew in Maine. Andrew, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Andrew, we got you, buddy? Hey, Ron. Yeah. EA Sports, what a genius company. They have this thing called the Season Pass now, mm-hmm. and you can actually play the games three days before they come out. So. Oh, you've been playing, playing online? Yeah, I've been playing online. I've been playing the game for uh, about three days now. It's great. It's just amazing how... You know, there's these little nuances every single year that makes you keep coming, you know. Makes every you single year they add just enough that Absolutely. you have to you have to rework your skills at this stupid fucking game. <laughs> and it's very, very addictive. It is. Uh, I understand Michael Michael Vick is, like, unstoppable this year. He is. They've jacked him up. They've, uh, you know, Tom Brady's still unstoppable, too, so. Yeah, Tom Brady has probably been your most consistent Madden player. Uh, just like he's probably, you know, one of the most consistent NFL players. Uh, but the thing with Mike Vick, he just signed today, $40 million guaranteed, $100 million, I think, over the next six years. Uh, no one brings up dog killing anymore. And I predict he is going to get booed so big in Philadelphia this year, you're not going to be able to stand it. Because I don't think he can live up to the hype. I'd like to see him do it. Of course, I think I predicted that last year, too, that he would get pooed there. <laughs> uh, let's go over here to uh, Joe in Wisconsin. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing, buddy? I'm calling the gang. Picked up. You are. I picked up Madden last night at midnight. I got a babysitter just to pick up this game. I took leave in the Army so I could play all day. My first game in the franchise. Two best players on the Buffalo Bills. One a career-earning injury. One out for the season. Sounds like it's time to reboot, brother. I, I I kicked my Xbox. Now my Xbox won't work. I got so pissed off. I think the funniest part of this is that you got a babysitter so you and Madden could have an affair together. I even took off seven days leave from the Army so I can play this game, and I kicked my Xbox, and I think I broke it. All right, dude. you got to fucking keep this shit together, all right? At least he's not kicking the baby. Yet. Yet. <laughs> all right, talk to you later, Joe. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Madden 2012, been around since, I believe, 88. 88 is where this beast fucking crawled out of the mud. 
Thank God John Madden threw his name on this thing. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Running Face show. Hey, Ryan. It's Mike yeah. Richmond, Virginia. Hey, still man. No damn, still no damn power since uh, Saturday afternoon. I got a generator running on my back porch, man. I can't hardly hear you. Well, at least you got a generator, brother. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Thank God. I ran out to Lowe's like a idiot yesterday and grabbed one up. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. It's uh, the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I didn't check the headlines in the Post and the Daily News uh, after the hurricane. What were they, Fez? Well, they were the generic things that you get after a big storm. Well, I think the Post was aftermath. Mm, that's not so good. You know, and showed a tree down. And it's like, I think, uh, the other, I think maybe the Daily News was something like Goodbye Irene. It was really, they would didn't be know good, where to go. It would be Good Night Irene, wouldn't it? Yeah, it should be. But they just wrote Goodbye? I think that's what they wrote. It's be, but it's, you know, it's, it's your standard, oh, there was a big storm. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Better headlines is what we need. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Better headlines, better headlines than Goodnight Irene. Better headlines than what was it, Fez? Aftermath? Aftermath. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, time to play better headlines. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. I'm going to throw mine out there, and it's probably a little hack, but I don't care. I would have just simply put... Irene blows and just left that up there. The Ron and Fez show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Maybe even Irene blows and Jersey sucks, but you got to put something out there uh, that lets people know you got a better headline. Uh, Fez Watley, give me a better headline. Wind breaks in New York. Just go for the quick fart joke. Exactly, yeah. Chris Stanley, we're always looking for better headlines. Better headlines. What do you got? Come on, Irene. You can do better than this. First of all, it's come on, Eileen. I know, but it's inside. Kind of rhymes, Irene, That's fucking Eileen. worse headlines. <laughs> you know better. what? You seriously, to me... <laughs> You seem like you've been away too long. Oh. You got rusty. <laughs> then you actually fucking went past the joke with, you can do better than this. It's disappointing in the New York area. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Danielle, uh, Daniel, you got a uh, better headline for me. Yes, Irene has its eye on you. Irene has its eye on you. Uh, Jeff. Hurricane was no big deal if you know it, Irene. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> stupid. It's stupid enough to get in there. 
The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. We need better headlines, better headlines all the time in this country. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bob, what do you have? We're okay. Fuck everybody else. That is basically what New York City has had to say to the world. Let's go to Andy. Andy, what do you got? How about irene failure? The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. We're looking for better headlines. Uh, we're opening up the phone lines for that. And, of course, you could always go to the still-named 202 Friends on Twitter. Uh, or give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over to Michael. Michael, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Headline says... Chinatown says Irene Dover. See, that's that I like because it brings Chinatown into it. It's very localized. Ezra. I got kind of the same thing. Irene to the right, Irene to the left, but I miss New York City. Here's uh, Mark. Mark, we're looking for uh, better headlines. Irene shows her cunt to the world. All right, hold on. Let's just remember something. This is, you know, children can see these headlines. We're talking the New York Post, the New York Daily News, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Constantly looking for better headlines. I'm going to go over here to 202, friends. Um, Irene blew worse than a $5 lot lizard. Irene makes the U.S. wet. Irene turns out to be a bull shitstorm. Goodbye, farewell, some trains. If a tree falls on a house, does the media report it? These are all better headlines. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Here's Dan in Cincinnati. That's actually St. Pete, but oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Here's Paul. Paul, what do you got for me, buddy? Irene is a cold-slutted bitch. Cold flooded bitch, eight six six Ron Zero Fest. Getting the better headlines going, and I feel like we're doing a great job already. Hey Dane, what do you got for me, pal? Hey, you got me. Yeah. Over in China, they say Irene over. You kiss my ass. Here's Juan in Houston. What do you got for me for a better headline? This is for the Mexicans. Irene was not so impressive. All right, it's a musical better headline, and you can't beat that. Lord knows Weird Al's made a fortune doing that. Uh, Chris, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, better headline. Irene destroys Shock Jock's vacation. That'd be nice. Maybe we could get that picture of Opie where he's got his mouth open and he's up like he's screaming into it that they will constantly use every time they get in trouble. Is this paper from a year ago? Uh, here is John. John, you're on Fez. Yeah, uh, Irene came but didn't squirt. It's uh, Brian in Arizona. Irene looks sick. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Irene blows except in Chelsea. Oh, geez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Despite the disappointment of the New York City press, uh, New England was devastated by this hurricane, but that doesn't mean shit to the five boroughs.
uh, because if it happens outside here, they don't recognize it. They don't even know the Mavericks won the title last year. Who? Because uh, if it's not Knicks and Knicks, who gives a shit? Uh, John, you're on Fez. John in New York City. Oh, New York City says, her who? Her what? Her king? Here's Greg. Greg, you're on Run Fez. I really took a dump on you, Anna. It is kind of true that that all went down. Now, you can jump into 202, friends, if you can't call. I'm going to throw some of these out there. Uh, this one simply said, floodbath. Irene comes. Irene blows. Come on, Irene. Enough already. Irene gets all of New York wet. Irene gets her fame. Epic blowjob creates massive wet spot. Bloomberg, all blow, Irene, no show, and cold <laughs> showers have made a comeback. Let's go over to Brad in D.C. Hey, New Yorkers recover after being mildly inconvenient. The interesting thing in here is they fucking haven't recovered. They're still bitching and whining and complaining. Uh, here's Tom. Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Irene, rocks you like a candy cane. Here's uh, Chris. Chris, we're looking for better headlines. Come on, Irene. Hillary did worse. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. The New York Post is in trouble. The New York Daily News is in trouble. We're getting better headlines all the time. Chris Stanley, do you have a comeback after your first shitty one? Oh, uh, yeah. Here's one. Here, here yeah. we go. Hurricanes do shit to us. That's right. Ain't. Ain't doing shit to us. Uh, let's go over here to Tony. Tony, you're on run of Fez. Irene, like a bridge over troubled water. Not. Bridge is gone. Uh, let's go back to Bob. Bob, you're on the run of Fez show. Irene destroys Northeast. Thanks again, homosexuals. Well, it is the problem of the homosexuals did that bring that on, I believe, because of the marriage or whatever. Jesus is mad. We got this. Wrath of God. Yeah, it's around the God kind of stuff. We're Sodom and Gomorrah. It's all their fault. And I guess our fault for putting up with it. I don't know. I can't really listen too much to a mega church. The first five minutes, I'm laughing uncontrollably. The next five minutes, I start to yell. And then after that, I'm just bored shitless. And yet the West Village and Chelsea still stand. You think their God would have a little better aim? Well, he did have it with AIDS. you got to give him that. All right, let's get back to better headlines. Uh... Better headlines online. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. New England drowns, NYC complains. The next one, a tree falls in Brooklyn. Uh, a bigger bomb that fell out of Enola Gay. First ever half hurricane. Irene, wetter than a treadmill video. Well, that's like a little callback to our friend Jennifer. Oh, bouncy tits. Uh, earthquake and hurricane, isn't it Irene-onic? Al Roker, fucked by Irene. By the way, if you follow the Twitter, for some reason, on vacation, Opie just harassing this man horribly. Um, Irene pregnant with Tom Brady's child after fucking New England. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Looking for those better headlines. Jeb, what do you got? Jeb. Yeah, Ron. Irene's a whore. Fuck the whole East Coast. Well, I can't put that on the front of a, of a family newspaper. Jesus. Mike, you're on a fez. Frankly, Irene, I don't give a damn. Oh, spelled like D-A-M. Um, Adam. You scream ice cream. We all scream for Irene. Oh, man, that would be great just to have kids crying. Ian, you're on a fez. Hurricane, more like hurricane. Now we're talking. Darren, you're on Rana Fez. Cookie, cookie. That's not I right. Uh, Charlie, you're on Rana Fez. Irene, Jim Norton, that and again. I don't quite get that, but uh, here's Brian. Irene blows Connecticut in the dark. Uh, John, you're on Rana Fez. John. Hey, uh, in Vermont. Vermont drowns in New Yorkers' tears. That's kind of nice. Uh, it is 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Hicks has failed at this twice, Fezzy. You got one for me? New York hit by category none. New York hit by category none. And is it N-U-N? No, N-O-N-E. But it would have been none. Like a nun is just standing there and just... Uh, I don't know. Uh, you try to get these better headlines off, but, you know, there's not a lot you can do. There's not a lot you can do. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Now, you can reach us on the still 202 friends on Twitter. Stupid name. Got to get rid of that this week. Um, and let's go over some of those. Irene, Steve Jobs' final fuck you. Vermont? Uh, what a flooding. Irene washes sand out of East Coast butt crack. Irene, 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 I blow, I leave before I'm done. Hurricane and went. And then Irene, your asshole, New England. Um... I don't think you guys understand a family newspaper. One of the big problems that we're having with better headlines today. It's not an Excel newspaper. Chris Stanley, are you ready to jump back into this? You've had a rough morning. I've had, I've had a couple. I mean, come on, Irene was, uh, I think, pretty damn good. I don't know. It sounds to me like you're still upstate in your mind. <laughs> you're like those guys that came home from Vietnam, but you never really got out. That's you in upstate right now. I'm in downstate mentality now. I don't know. What time did you get home last night? Oh, uh, one thirty in the morning or All something. All fucked up? Uh, a little fucked up. I mean, traffic jam, you got to have a couple drinks. See? I worry. I worry about you. Uh, Jim, you're on Rene Fez. Irene, a standalone hurricane. See, I don't want it all going back there. That's like Fezzy stuff. Fez, prepare another one for me. I really want... In your head, I want a really good one. Howard, you're on Rene Fez. Irene leaves a wet spot in Vermont. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Irene blows, Obama comes. Chris, you're on a fez. Hey, Irene's a squirter. Uh, here's James in Houston. Irene, the first racially tolerant hurricane since Betsy. Uh, Jim, you're on a fez. Hey, guys, uh, Irene bombs Vermont. Who cares? I care. 
I care about lovely Vermont. All right, Fez Whatley, I want to get you back on the horse here. Chris Stanley has got nothing. He's empty. You, I'm going to give you about a nice one-on-one here. I think the first one was great. Second one was beneath you. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. I need one of those Fez Whatley headlines that I love. Her, I blame the media. All right, that's good. Hera blamed the media. Let's go over to the still named 202 Friends. We haven't haven't changed that yet. Um, Irene wants to fuck everyone on the Jersey Shore, just like Snooky. Better headlines here. New Yorkers put on rubbers after blowjob threat. Mm. Irene doesn't blow enough. Bloomberg blows too much. Iran from Irene. Hurricane Irene, more like hurricane on scene. New York says, <laughs> blow us, Irene. Category one, more like category none. <laughs> well, I That's did the a, winner so far. I did a category none. Yeah, but you had N-U-N and that was stupid. Hurricane Irene blows its load too early. Irene blows... Vermont swallows. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Vinny, give me a great one. Strong, confident Fez Watson stands tall in the face of Irene. Here's Duke. What do you got? Uh, yeah, all the Chinese in downtown New York, Chinatown, were saying that a one-legged Chinese was coming to get him. Irene coming, Irene coming. So you could have just done it at that. It's the fucking lead-up that killed you. Um, jam your manifest. Detroit hammers Irene, New England worse than Irene did. Jim, it's still preseason. It's fucking preseason. The last time, the Detroit... Lions went 5-0 and in preseason. They did not win a game all fucking year. So I would not be feeling overly confident. And yet the people of Detroit walking on air, walking on feathers that are now on the air. Uh, Sean, you're Yeah, Ron, uh, New England sees Irene's muddy behind. Here's John, you're Two straight... Tough New Yorkers stand strong in the wake of two straight punishing days of 100% humidity. I love that you started halfway through and panicked. Dan, what do you got? Roll Irene and flower. I can't find the wet spot. Um, here is Matt. Matt, you're on Manifest. Hey, Irene blows as your mother. All right, that, there's the first real New Yorker kind of bit thrown in there. One of those real New Yorker bits. Um, here's uh, Alan. Alan, you're on a fez. Yeah, yes, sir. It's uh, Irene Screws, Ben and Jerry. All right, let me go back over to the... What? 202, friends. We're not even on 202. Irene dumps a load of water. Irene's cycle turns out to be light flow. <laughs> Irene Namageddon. Irene got me all wet but didn't finish me off. Irene, the only hurricane name Asians can pronounce. Well, I like that one. Earthquake shakes. Irene fakes. Irene just didn't blow. 
she sucked too. And Irene was a hericunt. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Adam, you're on a Fez. Vermont, tropically depressed. Uh, Jason, you're on a Fez. Blowjobs, not in Times Square. Steve, you're on Ron and Fez. Better headlines. Hey, is this me? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, Vermont hit hardest guy clearly hates maple syrup. Dave, you got a better headline. Irene, Irene, no answer. <laughs> Jay, what do you got? Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Presidents or popes, or kings or queens or generals, or CIA kingpins running dope. History's not made by nine robed men, or billionaires or bankers. It's not made by them. Black spot, a heart attack machine. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Might throw a little money round. Alright, I don't want to burn everybody out on this song, but it's our new favorite. Tom Morello stopping in a little later on this morning. Some stronger than they thought. I want to keep it on for another minute or two. Well, I stand or fall right here in my country, in my home. I used to think I was alone, well, I ain't alone no more. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Go!
That's a Night Watchman. Uh, Nightwatchmanmusic.com. It's our new favorite song off of uh, Worldwide Rebel Songs. Night Watchman's new album, Tom Morello. Tom Morello, but... The Ron and Fez Show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Uh, Nate, Nate, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Hurricane Irene. Mother Nature's cockpeas. Brandon, better headlines. What do you got? Brandon, what do you got, buddy? Here comes the story of a hurricane. Here's Glenn. Glenn, what do you got, pal? What is four legs and blows? Irene and her sister. Matt, what do you got? Who are you looking for? Here's uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the run of Fez Show. Do you have a better headline? Jerry Grove Fire Island gets blown just another day. Tom, Tom, you got a better headline. East Coast, get over it. North Dakota has mosquitoes. Mary, you're on the run of Fez. Nice try. Floridians can do Irene standing on their head. I like how Floridians are a little pissed. Uh, West Coast got pissed at us on the hurricane. I mean, on the earthquake, and now people in Florida pissed about the hurricane. And Fez looked like he took a spear in the side on the Fire Island joke. It's bullying. That's all it is. Uh, going over here to 202 Friends. What? It's a stupid name. And finding out the latest tweets on the hurricane. Uh, as Irene fizzles, widespread drizzles. Irene hits USA. Obama to blame. Irene don't like the East Coast. Irene spares the apple, slays syrup. Irene, like God, hates fags. Irene, Hurricane Irene, skirt in New York, squirt in Vermont. Hurricane touch this. Uh, premature evacuation. Boom, Bloomberg blows all it all over Irene. That's actually a good one. Irene shuts down the subway. I'm walking here. Irene to the left, and I missed it. Irene disappoints New York, and Pepper still loves cock. Oh, come on. What the fuck? I don't love that. I just go by some of the things that we play. I saw it in the headlines. Irene, eh, fuck it. I'm tired. Maybe another round. Uh, Anthony, you're on Run Fez. Anthony, what do you got, buddy? Ty, Ty, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Better headlines. The wind blew, the ship blew, and that went on for a day or two. The Ron and Fez show presents not just headlines, but better headlines. Brent, what's your better headline? Irene, come on already. JP, what's your better headline? Irene, labor is going to let us rap. Remember... Uh, Greg, what do you got, pal? Irene, major depression for the Weather Channel. And Tim, Tim, what do you got? And Irene, Irene so far away. Musical headlines, you can't beat that. Uh, getting ready to shut down better headlines, but I gotta say something to you, the Ron and Fez listeners, and also even the oddly named 202 tweeters. You're on point today, folks. Chris Stanley, 
let us down. Fez Watley went one and two. But you, the callers, and you, the, for whatever reason, 202 friend, tweeters, mashing it up, bringing it, making it happen. We're getting ready to wrap this one up. Um, here's Rick. You're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, what does Brett Favre and Irene have in common? They both came to New York and didn't do shit. Here's Scott. You're on the Run of Fez show. Summer's Eve douching. Irene's favor. And Judson. Irene can't blow down Monkey House. No one can blow down the Monkey House. Back to two... What a kind of an odd name. Two or two friends on Twitter. Hurricane Irene traps Hicks and the Sticks. Uh, Irene bust this column blame this columnist blames the blacks. Irene creates parking spaces. Hipsters still complain. Detroit, Detroit takes Irene serious, boards up half city. And then finally, Irene only mean to the syrup queers. Alright, that's about it. Give yourself a big round of applause. Brian and Fed's callers and even the strangest named Twitter account ever, 202 Friends Hicks, we gotta do something about it. We'll switch it around. We gotta talk. The Twitter people get everything in fucking order. And slow me down, Hicks. Don't let me get two black Spartacus heart attack machine. I don't wanna burn myself out on my now favorite song in the world. It's a hot track. It's hot right now. Love it. This song is gonna be hot forever. Alright? That's this fucking song. This song is this generation's Jumpin' Jack Flash. You finally fucking got one. Took us long enough. <laughs> Why do you say us? Like somehow you were helping out while you're fucking sitting in the dark with a f- with all of you with fucking flashlights trying to watch the ponies run. Yeah, basically. <laughs> fucking weird scene up there. You're too young to be this side of a lifestyle. Oh, what's so sad about the lifestyle? Look at yourself, Barfly. These are all my friends. <laughs> These are all my friends. <clears throat> when we get back, I want to get into uh, a fucking show that I said I would never watch, and now they got me. I will watch the opening show of Dancing with the Stars. <gasps> and when we get back, I will tell you why. It's the Round of Fest show. You say you love those fresh flowers and veggies, but uh, you're tired of the aches and the pains that come uh, with weeding? Well, I'm here to tell you, your weeding days are over. You see, friends, I have here in my hands, well, it's a, it's a miracle of uh, gardening engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the garden weasel. Can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Be good. But can I hear you say, hey now? Yeah, buddies, this is a Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I just saw a TV commercial. It looks like it was for Grantland. Must have been on ESPN, but... 
They're really getting a lot of pop. Pretty huge. They did that Ric Flair uh, article. Saw that. A little depressing. Yeah. I mean, putting up the belt, whatever. Yeah, it's just one thing after another. There's some guys that you're like, you just outlived it, man. You know what I mean? Like, you should have... Uh, I don't want to say checked out early, because there's always a chance for a comeback. But if he would have died at a certain age, it would all would have been in place. Yeah, legend. But I I wish all good things for him. I love the guy. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Now, um... I had said before, the Dancing with the Stars is going to be the dumbest thing in life. I don't want any part of it. They've trumped me this year by booking Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono doing Dancing with the Stars is a train wreck that I want to put the picnic blanket right down next to the tracks and watch it coming through. I may even vote. Wow. They keep Chaz on. Just never never leave. <laughs> He's got to be the best dancer in the world. He's got the body for it. He had a dick built from scratch. Oh, so I guess he's going to lead? Yeah, there's no way he can lose this. Uh, the other person is top mom, Nancy Grace, is going to be in it. And after that is a bunch of names I didn't even recognize. Just a bunch of fucking ham and eggers. And normally you would be saying, like, Nancy Grace, so that's stupid. I'll I'll check that out. But Chaz Bono, forget about it. Huge. Gigantic. Much that's the high watermark. They'll never be able to beat it. No bigger fucking crazy subpar celebrity than Chaz. Now, do you think Chaz should dance with a girl or a guy? I think Chaz should dance with a guy, but I know they're, I know they're going to have him dance with a girl. What do you think, Fezzi? Chaz should dance with a girl. But if he dances with a guy, wouldn't that be promoting gay rights? Your thing of dancing with a girl is like saying, well, that's the natural way it should be. Once he's accepted as a man, he should then uh, do the natural thing, be with a girl. I think it would be crazier and more fun if he dances with a dude... And announces himself as pro-gay. Like he used to be. When he was a she. Now he's throwing it all away. For that fucking fake her- uh, hormone cock. I'll, I'll say this fucking to Lou Reed right to his face. This is the person taking the walk on the wild side, my friend. Chaz Bono says... That's the crazy motherfucker. And why is he turning his back on gay rights after a lifetime of supporting him by dancing with another girl? Or no, just a girl. I guess he feels he's not gay. That's what I'm trying to say. Now he's straight. How's that fun? Where's the weirdness in that? Well, he still falls under the um, LGBT uh, umbrella. Well, all they got to do is add one S and everybody falls under it. They're all encompassing now. Why not put an R in there for raccoons? Let everybody into it. Yeah, they they fucking like sex too. Um, and lots of it. Coon sex. Um, let's go over to Rob. Rob, you're a manifest. Yeah, I think uh, Chaz should dance with RuPaul. That would be a really fucking great show. But they make them dance with one of the regulars, I assume. One of the coolos. 
one of the pretty coolos. Chuck, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got kind of just stole my thunder. Got a chance to dance with a girl that used to be a guy. Would this be crazy if Chaz just didn't maybe dance with his new dick out? Oh, my God, that would get huge ratings. I, I'd watch. Like, Jesus Christ, look at that thing. The good news is he got the penis, and he wanted one. The bad news is, is it's two-toned. Oh. Like a freak. He couldn't get that you know, fixed up, some plastic surgery. I mean, if you're going to get the fake cock, you might as well have his, exactly the one you wanted. I wonder if he's got to put batteries in that fake penis. Some of them do. A fake penis, fake penis, fake penis. I don't know, Chaz has got my vote this year. I'm rooting for Chaz, and I'm joining the I Hate Shelly fan club on Facebook and writing harassing mail to her family, like everybody is. See how many people are up on that Facebook now. There was like six or 7,000 that I guess were, um, it's I Hate Shelly more. Slowly. We've got all the time in the world. We'll do a search, search, hurry up and search and see who gets it first. It's I Hate Shelly Moore on Facebook. They might have yanked her already because I know the FBI have been part of it. Yeah, they're investigating it right now. But there is a Facebook page. Just get me the Facebook page. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, buddies. What if Chaz had to dance to the song from Silence of the Lambs? Would ye? <laughs> I would be grabbing that fucking song right now. That would be so fucking amazing if Chaz just comes out. I do me. He's just fucking, he's just in America's face. He's not wearing anything but like this long fucking scarf, this long kind of see-through scarf. And then Goodbye Horses just comes fucking blasting in. Phenomenal, phenomenal opening uh, show. My mother share. My father skied into a tree. Fuck the homos, I'm straight now. Was she, was she a great big fat person? What do you got for the I Hate Shelly Morphes? I got uh, uh, over, over 1,200 uh, liking no. this. No, not over 1,200 liking it. How many members? How many members? I can't get into Facebook. <laughs> then what do you have about liking it? Are you on the I Hate Shelly Moore page? I, I Hate Shelly Moore from Big Brother 13 and her man face too. No, that's a whole different one. That's a secondary one. They might have yanked the other one. I'm in my account. I'm, I'm searching for it. It's, it says it doesn't exist. Yeah, they might have taken it down already because the FBI was looking into it. Because people were calling the Acme fucking store trying to get fake bombs and send it to them. I'm going to roadrunner this shit up a little bit. Jesus. If Chaz dances to this... Greatest fucking show in history. Everyone's mind will be blown. I guess she's recovering from the penis. He's recovering from the <laughs> penis. <laughs> ah, it's weird. Um, it's, it's check. Texas. Check. 
if you're able to dance, it would seem like it would be a long time before you're feeling up to dancing. Both Why did you dancing. call him a she? Because she was a she when she got the operation. Then why would you say that other people who still refer to her as a she are so awful? Well, I guess that was an awful thing to say. I just got my timeline mixed up. I was going from when had the operation. Matthew Fox from Lost was detained after hitting a woman driving a party bus. He allegedly was uh, punching her in the breast and crotch. Smart moves. Work the cunny. Beat that shit up. So this was in Cleveland. It wasn't even a party bus he was supposed to be on. The lady bus driver says, you're not on the list. You have to get off the bus. He starts punching her in the vag. And then she punched him back in the mouth and bloodied his jaw. So it's, um... What happened? I, just, I lost myself there. Don't lose yourself. Just punching some pussies. You're Chaz Bono. You don't have to worry about a thing. Uh, Lady Trucker, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Your radio partner has an absolutely gorgeous gown. Why don't you guys uh, go on dancing with the stars? Why don't you fight Matthew Fox again? Um, you got her, Fez. She got her pussy punched. By Jack. You would think if you were going to fight a woman, there would at least be rules to it. Wouldn't the rules be don't fight a woman? I thought that was the rules I remember hearing early. I even said to my dad, well, this is pretty radical. What you're coming in with, don't hit girls. He just said, dude, you're 24. You got to stop it. Wow. Hey, because I haven't talked to you since you got back. How's every? How was the whole trip up there? Oh, it was pretty good. Got killed at the track. Got stuck in the dark. Overall nightmare. A dog ate my sunglasses. Just really, just quite. Well, did you think that you had sun sunglasses homework do here? <laughs> and here's my report on Blue Blocker. You're so lucky you're not not Mike Kaka. Or you'd be fucking seriously down $3,000 on that alone. Dog would be dead. I would cut its head off. Fucking worn that on my face. It's really freak everyone out. Did you ever try on those uh, sunglasses? I've never gotten the chance to. I'm going to tell you the truth. There's still a little glare there. For $3,000, Wow. I want it to be perfect. It's like someone got ripped off. I want the eyesight of a fucking vampire. Them shit should be polarized, at the very least. Well, we're all excited because we've got the... Uh, Ron and Fez show is doing our big sports book this year um, and it should be an exciting year for us big big prizes Get, go over to the one time name 202 friends and click on we got big prizes to go now I thought we'd do this just sign up for one Hicks as favorites you don't do anything but play the favorites alright I'm fucking down Let's do it. Let's see what fucking happens. Then you have another one called the dog. And you just play the dogs. I like that. All right, how about this one? Another one? Just home. Whatever your home. Just home teams. Just right. fucking home teams. <laughs> Let's see how you make out in this mess. Because last year, we decided this year to do it differently without the fucking spread. Because the spread is just a fucking guess. I hate it. 
That's it's I've it's fucking shit. The spread. No thanks. If you want to play the shitty spread, go to Grantland. They love to play the spread up there. Yeah, and have a great fucking time. We're playing it the same way Bradshaw picks, straight up. We're all Bradshaw fans here. Fucking, we're going to Paul Abdul this entire season, straight up. Fucking hit and run this shit. But, Hicks, what's been going on in your kitchen since you've um, been back? Are you what? part of the fucking flow yet? I'm fucking flowing like a, like a trout downstream. Right, oh, that I makes sense. That. No, it does. You're flowing like a trout okay. downstream. <laughs> Crazy not, fuck. I ain't find the current. Well, I don't know if you guys. I don't know. I didn't hear the show yesterday, but yo, thanks. It's really I, fucking I didn't have great. A serious. No, seriously, it's fucking great that you care. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I didn't have a receiver. But uh, you guys saw Joe Calderon fucking got yes. his stupid gimmick. We talked about it for hours oh, yesterday. Fine. I shouldn't have brought that up. Fuck. I didn't know. Quite the train wreck. No, I didn't see any of it. Oh, really? Didn't see any of it? Oh, no, it's, no, it's, no, the goddamn it's... thing you're talking about. All right, so she has her fucking new gimmick. Uh, well, everyone's freaking out. Gaga is. What's she gonna wear? So she just dressed like in a pantsuit and acted like a dude and called herself Joe Calderon. Yeah. And didn't even put a fucking voice on. It's and just... guess what? It was fucking amazing, and everybody was amazed by it. What? Well, one of the big things is that she was able to smoke on MTV. <clears throat> Only she can get away with that. Bullshit. Now, here's what I don't understand. MTV doesn't play music, right? They're fucking done with it. Yet they still pull off these VMAs. Yeah. And then this VMA was the highest rated show in the history of MTV. People want to watch a little music. It, yeah, it's all they really want. I mean, they don't want fucking reality shows that they're terrible... Goddamn game shows they have on during middays. It's fucking shit. This was seriously uh, bigger than the time Snooki ate 32 meatballs. And that was, a that was my favorite episode. She loves meatballs. And Ron that fight was terrible if you caught that. The Ron the, uh, I don't think it's over yet, is it? Well, I think you just catch the last second of it. Over the credits, which they love doing. It's just fucking throwing the anything. You're way to make us wait for a fucking month. Poor shit. And then you show us the same thing that you showed before in the previews. Yeah, a stupid, stupid situation. He's such a pussy. There's Joe right there. There's a picture of Joe. I don't know what's up with Joe's hair. Hey, yo, hey. Hey, stereotype, hey. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm on guard. Hey. You know, Chaz her. Bono was born this way, and that wasn't good enough for her. She had to go fucking changing it to a hymn. Now she's going to be dancing with stars. Prancing with stars is more like it on that show. Hopefully something terrible happens. That's a big girl. Guy. Guy. With creepy. Don't end up like Fez and fucking show disrespect. Respect the cock. Whoa. Hicks, this is something I want you to check out for me. There's a Hogan family porn going around. Uh, I guess it was done with the real Hogan family where they all sucked and fucked. Oh, my God. No, it's one oh. of those parody things. But I want to see if there's any fucking comedic ability to it at all. Well, if it's as good as a Seinfeld parody porn, we're in for a treat. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't beat that. I'm into that in a big fucking big way. 
Yeah, Hogan's knows best porn parody. Oh man. I don't even think they come close to looking like the Hogan family. No, not at all. And the Hulkster's probably kicking himself in the ass. He didn't think of this first. He's stuck with that stupid midget show. It's easy money. You just license your fucking shit out. And then you're like banging your daughter or whatever. Because you know that that's definitely going to happen. Well, they're all going to bang each other. That's the way it all goes. Him <laughs> and the son running train on Linda. That's really none of our business, though. Well, you know, on the porn parody. That's the fucking family thing. That's their family. Dirty it's just going to be hard to tell them apart once they're in bed. They all look exactly alike. Bleach blonde hair and huge arms. They were born that way. They were born that way. There's not a lot you can do about it. But I'm definitely going to check it out. Mm. By the way... Um, Dick Cheney put out his new book, and it's called I Was Really the President, which I think is a rotten fucking title. But apparently he goes against George W. in a couple of places. And he also makes it look like W. was a pussy, like, what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? Wow, Cheney's fucking throwing fucking fists. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just looked on uh, the Twitter thing, and Jennifer's very excited that you're back she okay. missed you very, very much. Oh, it's okay. I'm okay, Jennifer. I'm back in the city. She's having a karaoke party. She wants you to come to it. I don't know if I'm going to show up to a karaoke party. Why don't you sing Black Spartacus? No, don't fucking go back to it, seriously. <laughs> I don't want to burn people out on the song. It's such a fucking great song. I wanted to get the love and respect that it deserves. All right, Fuzzy, did you get a chance to get a second win there? Yeah, I think so. You ready to get back to reading and do the Yahoo News? Yeah. Let me hear yeah. you do your Yahoo chant then. Yahoo! Oh, God. Go ahead. Um, the Arsenal uh, soccer club got clobbered on the road uh, playing Manchester United 8-2. to so badly that the club uh, is compensating any fan who made the trip to see the game with a free ticket to a future game. That's fucking trying to embarrass your players. Um, somebody would do shit like that. Like, I think Steinbrenner used to shit, yell out shit like this. You got to get behind the players. You can't humiliate them even more. I like the blowout rule. But I just I just don't know what you know like eight to two that you got beat by four times the score I don't know what it would be in football what is if you get seven beat, to six if you get bit, beat by one point you should get a dollar for it but what about this if you run, run it up does the audience suddenly owe you more money I mean what a loss is a loss why do you fucking now make it a big deal out of it? Let's suppose you win a game, fucking 35 to 3. You said to the audience, now we want you all to give an extra $25. Just lock them in the fucking stadium. No one's leaving till we get our money. People are start selling beer for us now. <laughs> Here, here's time cards. Again, line. What did it hit up there? When did, Were you at the track when the rains hit? Uh, no, it hit maybe like a couple hours after I left the Racino. 
And so it hit around, I don't Did know. Did you just say the word racino? Racino, yeah. You got your harness racing, <laughs> your video roulette and video craps, and slots. And the video roulette was some of the saddest shit ever. I lost, you know, money on it, of course. Of course you did. Fucking. When fucking red comes in eight times in a fucking row, you, you think it's going to come in black. You're fucking Twilight Zone, dude. <laughs> You're the fucking jinx of a Twilight Zone. I am. I'm fucked. It's really depressing. Because I like gambling. It's fun. You like gambling and they love seeing you. I wonder if you hit the lottery, how quick the fucking money would be out of your pocket. Holy shit. It would just be fucking gone immediately. I, or, you know, if, I might die before I spend it all, though. Most of it would go back to the lottery. They say a lot of those people keep on playing the lottery after they won. Why not? Now you got some even more fucking income to fucking piss away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Now I can buy even more tickets. I even have a better chance of winning the lottery again. What is it, just self-hate when you're at that fucking thing? Did you just say I'm, I hate myself so much I want my money out? I don't need this. They're probably going to do something better with it. I mean, you never even go out for a nice meal, yet you sit at the Racino. Yeah, the Racino. The fucked up thing is they don't even give away free drinks, so I'm paying for drinks in there. Of course you're paying for drinks, fucking you fucking nickel and diamond prick. Chintzy operation. The most they're going to give you is a fucking hard cider. Under the best circumstances. I found a water fountain. I got a fucking... If I really... I, I even actually called up a fucking casino before what I thought would be a great fucking thing to give people. And that was like pixie uh, sticks filled with cocaine. And you just fucking say, here, we know she's been losing a little bit. Seemed like a nice person. Well, you and your chick go up to your fucking room and relax. There you go, cut a rail. Push the fucking bureau up against the fucking door so you can keep your fears out. Make sure no one can get in. Go fucking keep your shades on at night, pull the blanket over your head and sleep with your fucking shoes on. Well, you gotta be able to move at a moment's notice. You fucking demented goddamn child of the night. <laughs> uh, Don, you're on Run Hey, Ron. I, Hicks, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, I got a question for you. Now, you're playing the video roulette. Do That's you right. Bet, do you bet based on the Christmas tree where it says red, blue, or red, black, what the even odd, all that kind of stuff? Do you bet based on that? Uh, yeah. That is, <laughs> you're such a rude man. That is the biggest carny trick in the whole casino. That has nothing. It's totally random. No, because Really? Look, I'm a fucking degenerate gambler and I hate slot machines, so I'm gonna go to the fucking other thing I can bet on, which is video roulette. It's that's what you it comes down to. What are you, you defending your choices, Hicks? Yes. That's an embarrassment. You're never gonna get better. <laughs> you have a better chance of winning at the penny slots than betting based on the Christmas tree. Right. I play roulette all the time. Oh, congratulations. I, I bet the blocks. Good. And it's easier. Alright, I'll fucking take your advice then. Bet the two high blocks. Bet them all the way across, 13 numbers a pop, and I guarantee you, you'll sit there and win probably 60% of the time. All right, let's do it, dude. Come on, all me right. and you. Let's go to the Racino. Racino. I never want to hear the name Racino again. There's a Racino in Yonkers, too. It sounds like a Chef Boyardee dish. Here's uh, Adam, you're on Hey, I hate to bring up the docs, but there's a great doc on lottery winners, and every fucking one of them it loses it. Or they move away and change their lives completely because they can't deal with the relentless 
banter from people and trying to get money from them. Because they say, if you win lotto, you're guaranteed to have hanger-ons because they feel like you didn't earn it, so fuck it, give me whatever you got. Well, just family alone, I think. I would probably invite the hanger-ons like a moron. Sure you would. That's hey. why you'd be perfect for the dock. <laughs> hey, I got a bunch of money. Let's go spend it. But you ever notice that you'll never run into a CEO who's like, yeah, I'm fucking taking care of my cousins and their kids. And some lady called me up and said that her kid's sick, so I gave her 20 grand. My next door, my next door neighbor from when I was a child is my personal assistant. It's really working out. <laughs> and uh, two hookers are fucking working for me around the clock right now. I get them opening up my fucking Shasta for me every time I want one. Oh, classy. I hired a midget to light my cigars. These are all business expenditures. I'm going to write them off. I just fucking hire a young brother to walk around behind me with a box like him face off. Where he fucking opened it up and my packages in there and my gum. Yeah, yeah. Every rapper has that guy in real life. Fucking gun in there. Some jewelry. Somebody who's going to rat hole the fucking dope for you before you get on a plane. Yeah, you're being paid to go to prison for me in case anything bad happens. <laughs> Uh, it's easy work. Uh, you get up late, you come in, you laugh at my jokes, and when we travel, you put up a balloon up your asshole and sit there nicely in another part of the plane. So, you going to sign up or what? Uh, Yahoo, you ready to get back into it? Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, uh, Obama. Um, we want this, this song. Oh, Yahoo! Mm. Um... Obama's uncle, uh, Onyango Obama. Was he born here? No, he's Kenyan. He was arrested for DUI and then told police that his bail would be arranged by the White House. Call the CIA! Get my ass out of here! That's another fucking guy. Obama hit the lottery. He's got nothing but fucking Kenyans hanging around him all night. Fucking long-distance runners, you can't even get away from them. You think, look, I'll get on a fucking plane and relax in Martha's Vineyards. The fucking Kenyans come running in. They got stamina. Shit, I must have missed the plane. Be like fucking having an Earl stuck to you like flypaper. Oh, vibe manager fucking paper. You know, by the way, he just calls the hard rock the rock now on his tweets. Jesus Christ. Heading to work at the rock. He's called HR. Um, look who it is. It's the Daily Leader, or Matty Bones, as he calls himself now. You're, you're Ron, rather than put Yahoo out in front, why don't you and Hicks just have a conversation and we put him underneath like a news scroll going? Hmm. Uh, you want to try that, Fez? No, what a stupid idea. Well, an idea is an idea. Let's just give it a try. All right. So the next Yahoo. All right, Hicks, you start talking to me about your uh, weekend, and we'll run the Yahoo scroll. Okay. So, I'm so who all went with you? Your chick went with you? My chick you. and a couple of buddies, and I have other friends who work who live up there. So yeah. I so, Oh, so they... They have a uh, one of the new ones. They have a new. They have a house up there. To the Miriam Webster and uh, we went up there, crashed there, partied there. Edition, but so you didn't even pay anything on uh, rent also, or anything. Oh fuck no no! We just crashed the guy's house and got fucking treat. hammered. It was nice. 
So the whole thing was like being in a tweaker pad all weekend. Yeah, basically, a nice squat. <laughs> Just getting fucked up. Uh, so did this move your life ahead in any fucking way at all? Uh, a couple steps backwards, actually, since uh, totally broke. Totally <laughs> fucked myself. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'll start, maybe I'll, I'll fucking... Get it back on internet gambling. That's what I was time thinking. That maybe I'll just start going simulcasting race uh, people are races cross country. I would just like to see if you would seriously. I'd like to get you on a program. Yeah. You're at fucking Gamblings Anonymous in the morning, fucking Narc Anon in the fucking afternoon, and then you find yourself Gambling Anonymous. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of. Then if you want to throw fucking Weight Watchers into the fucking mix, that's up to you. You know, gotta get healthy. But as the idea, to tell you the truth, I think it worked better. You think so? Yeah, there was less pressure on you. You didn't lock up at all. No one was looking at you. And both the fucking stories were such stupid throwaways that, you know, you didn't have to be embarrassed that you brought them up. No one ever gets mad that the scroll is fucking boring. It's just a scroll. Right. Look, we're looking at you now and you're locking, right? Mm-hmm. So, go back, Hicks and I will start talking, and you jump back into it. All right, Hicks, um, who do you think is the, if you went to Vegas right now, we're betting Super Bowl odds, give me number one team. Uh, Packers are going to be the number one team, followed by the Eagles, then followed by the Steelers. I think that they're top three in that order. Uh, you are wrong, my friend. Really? Holy shit. Number one, yeah. New England Patriots, again. Wow. Followed by the Packers. Followed by the Steelers, and then followed by the Eagles. Eagles this fucking that fucking low. I didn't think that with their off season. I figured their their defense is just so ridiculous, and the, and Vic is just expected to blow it up. It's one more. Thing I can't understand they're that low. When talking about our without a doubt, I think they should be higher than the Steelers. The beauty of it is you're doing NPR news guy now. You really do have down the very quiet NPR news thing. Which is a great fucking place for you. It's straight ahead. Uh, ben, you're on Fez. Ronnie. Yeah. Dude, big ups to that cat who called in for that. I, I don't know what it is. I'm laughing my ass off. That's Matty Bones. The best shit ever. Matty Bones, the idea, man. MB. Best shit MB. ever, dude. Oh, my God. And Fezzy, are you mad that you almost blew him off? No, I don't like push him. You through him. But this thing works. Forget who it is. If fucking, let's say Hitler came up with the cup holder, you don't act like I'm never going to use a fucking cup holder, right? Because that's fucking great to have a place to put your cup when you're driving. Yeah, you got to give it to him. The guy had the cup holder. So if people are going, what do you support, the Nazis? No, I just want to fucking be able to go 10 and 2 sometimes when I'm drinking and driving. And I don't want to keep a fucking beer between my fucking lap because no one's not going to believe that I didn't piss myself. That's, and it's just dangerous. Uh, Eric, you're on Manifest. Hey, I agree, guys. I like the Nazi cup holder. Um, and I like the new format. I just, um, you guys are overlapping in the frequency range. Uh, Fez, if you could take a higher pitch, maybe we could differentiate the voices better. The, here's the odd thing about it. Fez is a matcher. Fez goes in and matches tonality. So I noticed he, that he fell right into Hicks's. Well, he did Hicks and he did a little NPR. So let's go up high on this now. Okay. And uh, I'll get back to Hicks. Now, Hicks, I know we've got... Simon Cowell on um, genetically frozen. The September 9th, Eastside Dave is coming in, right? Yes, he's coming in on that Friday. 
And he keeps wanting me to do his sports. Uh, he calls it a blogcast. The Davey Mac Sports Program. Yes, he love to have you come at. What what would be the format that night, though? Is it a one-hour show? It's a one-hour show. Yeah. It's where we do a straight up one. Why can't we do it out of here? Why do I got to go all the way over Times Square like an animal? They don't come here. We can cut over here. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, whatever you want, Ron. That's changed awful quick. What? No, of course not. How are you liking it, Fuzz? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Why are you struggling? Like everything. Like Why are you struggling? fucking thing. Why are you struggling? I thought it fucking sounded good. You think so? I know so. No one's ever done mm-hmm. Radio Scroll before. What are you mad about? You didn't get the fucking feedback? No, 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 no. Just, uh, it, it sounds stupid in my head. What sounds stupid in your head? Um, uh, continuing to talk when other people do. It's just, it just sounds weird. But it's a scroll. Right, yeah. It's, it's merely a, uh, a scroll. And I got all of it about, uh, Simon Cowell wanted to be frozen, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got it. Um, Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Ronnie, damn you. I started hearing voices in the background when you guys were talking. I thought I was getting interference. Tried to change the FM frequency on my friggin' unit. And then you did it again. It's just a radio scroll. Don't let a radio scroll throw you at all. This is something Matty Bones came up with. You know, Matty, you're coming up with so many great ideas. Get rid of the 202 friend's name on Twitter. It's ridiculous. We're not even on 202. Heather, you're on Fez. Maybe maybe try it with like an Irish accent, like Leprechaun News or something. All right, let's jump into that. Um, all right, Hicks, do you know what the format is? This, what do you, where are you at, Irish guy? Do you know what the format is this Wednesday night? Do you know what the show is going to be about? Well, we're probably going to talk about Cedric Benson. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. Because mm-hmm. it's starting four or five days from the actual day of when we record. So yeah. a lot of football talk. And then you know, obviously baseball. To make sure that oh, and the, open, the US copyright for going on. business. And we definitely want to talk about that. I'm sure there will be several types of potatoes on the menu. It's available. Football, some tennis, some baseball. Here's Steve. Steve, you're on the fence. Hey guys, uh, I think the accent isn't working out too well, but just to differentiate between the two conversations, maybe Fezzi started each one with the beep, 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 the news bulletin deal. That would let people know. Well, the other night on the fucking Weather Channel, they set off a fucking, um, like a horn when there was the, uh, you know, tornado warnings. Oh my god. And that was like the only kind of, hey, tornado warning. They don't like that. They're blasting the horn off. Fezzi, uh, you brought up the Wahlburger story. Uh huh. Can you think of a worse fucking name for a hamburger than a wall burger? Yeah, it just sounds like you stuck a hamburger to a wall. It's so gross. It's uh, we're lucky their name wasn't Wall Pizza. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Be Wall Pits. Hey, Ron, sound like a million bucks right now. Thank you. Uh, how about instead of having uh, Fezzy read the Yahoo News, why don't you turn on CNN or Fox and have him read the actual scrolls that go across the bottom? That way he'll be co- constantly talking all day long. Well, let's do one where we just focus on this the story. Go ahead, Fez. I'm out of stuff. Oh, come on. Fezzy. Scroll time. Do one I'm of your stories, and here's what I thought. think. Me and Hicks will then be the scroll. So we'll be talking underneath you while you do your Yahoo News. Okay. What are you doing now? You're scrolling? You're trying to find news during the thing? I'm, I'm out of stuff. You know it's a four-hour show, right? Mm-hmm. How many stories did you come in with? 
I think I I had eight. How was eight going to last four hours? You got to read slower. What are you doing now? Trying to get the computer to work. Okay. Oh, man. When you start doing it, then Hicks and I will go underneath. He's not ready yet, though, Hicks. Got to ramp up the scroll. I could scroll in order. Uh, I'm trying to think. What are you trying to think of? A story to do. Alright, when you start, then Hicks and I are going to go underneath of you. Very, very quietly. What, what happened, Fess? Uh, computer freezes up because they never work here. Is the computer bad? I'll fucking trash that thing. Swear to God. You that don't should have be, to, it's already trashed. That could be your lead fucking story. Computer's not working in Series XM. This just in, computers this, suck at the Sirius XM building. Come on, seriously, let's do the fucking Yahoo News so fa- so Hicks and I can be the scroll underneath. All right, um, uh, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, 12.30 on the nut. Every day he's out of material. Unbelievable. Do you think that's true, Fezzy? No, usually it's earlier. Well, what do you think when you're heading in? Do you feel like you're going to have enough material? I always hope so. Like, I'll be able to expand on stuff. Now you're all upset? Yeah. Why? Because of Hicks? Is it because of me, Fez? No, just because I'm prepared. You did great when Hicks wasn't here. God damn, I am a jinx. You are. I'm just going to fucking go into the console and... A couple drinks. All right, why don't we uh, break here then? Because um, I don't know what to do. This thing was fucking cruising along. We invented the radio scroll. Thanks to Matty Bones, the Daily Leader. Uh, JJ, you're on a fez. Oh, we lost you. Oh, I got a story here. This is awful. They think that airline pilots are losing the ability to fly because everything is so automated that uh, basically they're just not being able to uh, remember the manual parts of flying. They're doing it less and less each year, uh, depending on the computers and the machines. Now, do you consider this news or commentary? Oh, I think this is news. Where'd you get it from? MSNBC. So this, because people don't, you know, here's what we're trying to show you with our show. You don't even have to look around online anymore. Fez is going to look around online now and read it to you. So that's the end of it? That's the story? Oh, I I didn't know if you wanted me to go back to it. But they're saying that uh, in the past five years, loss of control accidents are up where the pilots didn't have the ability to correct correct the problems and to regain a stable flight. Uh, here's Jason. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, maybe Fez, you could be a real radio pioneer and try the first mental telepathy scroll. Let's try that. 
right. Why don't you do this, Fez? You just sit there and you think of, you start scrolling in your brain, and okay. Hicks and I will try to guess what the scroll is. All right. Uh, uh, Hicks, you go first. Panic, can't think of anything, don't know what's happening, trying to find stories, trying to... All right, let me pick it up from here. Okay. Now Hicks is trying to mock me out by making fun of the fact that I do that some days. What's going to happen over the next hour and a half? This is only going to get worse. Who took my Fez hat? <laughs> I know it was Jennifer. I know it was Jennifer, and I know she's doing it as a joke. Who was right? Rama's right. Mm. Thanks, that means you owe me $30. Oh, come on. Okay. $30 a fucking roll. Can I, you know, like, wait till I get paid or? No. Oh, fuck. Let's go over to that house and start busting stuff up. <laughs> There's nothing to bust. Um, here's, uh, Peter. You're on the Run of Face show. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Yeah. Maybe, uh, like on Sports Center over on the left side, you can have somebody else read the stories that are coming up next. Well, that wouldn't be bad. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, all he needs is eight stories. Make it like Fez Line News. He just repeats it every 30 minutes. Ooh. Give us 10 minutes, we'll give you the world. He's now just turning his back on us. I don't know what he's doing over there. All right, Liz is mad at us. What is it, Liz? Hello? Yes, what is it, honey? Oh, hey, man. I don't know. I always look forward to Fess's little stories. You guys always have something interesting to say about it. He doesn't have enough airtime as it is. And I, I really dig Fez, and I don't, I don't like We Fez. all dig Fez. I know, but I want to hear Fez's voice. I want to hear his opinions. So you don't like to scroll? Oh, I fucking hate the scroll. I'm about to turn it off. Oh, well, that's you, one. You just have to give it a little time. That's all. No, right. I want to. I want to hear Fez talk. All right. How much do you want Fez to say at any one time? I I don't care. I just want him to be part of it. It's mm. the Ron and Fez show. That's true. That is true. All right. So Fez, yes. Give Liz what she wants. Uh, people that I can't stand. Liz, for one. Why? Who just causing more trouble. So oh I'll give my opinion on that. Who oh, who is not trying answer. to help whatsoever. I was actually on your side. Nobody else is. And I actually really like you. And that's why I listen to the show. We get to hear some fest every day. It cheers me up. And you're going to be a jerk to me? Uh, you started it. You were being a jerk to me by uh, calling in and trying to act like make Fez talk. No, I didn't say make Fez talk. I said, like, let's go back to what we used to do because it was working and I enjoyed it and I like you. Even though you don't like me, I like you, Fez. We're trying something different today. We're trying to scroll. Yeah, and why, it's making you cry. Why are you mad at Liz, though? She likes you. I'm just mad at myself, but Liz isn't helping anything. Why are you mad at yourself? Because I uh, wasn't um, prepared again. You're prepared? No, that's not it. You were talking and you had lots of things to say that would have had interesting comments, but you didn't get a chance to. All right, go ahead. I have every chance in the world. You're insane, lady. Why are you calling her lady? She's wants to be part of this. I just, I was trying to reach out to you, Fez. But you know what? If you're going to be a jerk to me, ex-Fez. No. Hooray. No. Oh, Jesus. Liz. Hooray. You're hurting my feelings. You cheer me up in the morning, and you're hurting my feelings. Just like you hurt mine. I don't want to see you two kids about? break up. This was over before it started. 
oh my god, you are twisted. I used to think that you, you know, were kind of sympathetic, but I think you're kind of twisted now. I think you were twisted doing what you were doing to me. What was she doing but sticking up for you? Yeah. And I actually liked you. You like all these guys calling in and being like, oh, Fizz, are you gay? What does cock <laughs> taste like? I would never, ever think to say those things to you. Yeah, but you just brought them up, Liz. Say it's just uh, all a backhanded way of doing it. It's always on your mind. Oh, my God. I can't even believe you. Our best line of the day for me is, we're trying something new here, Liz. We're trying to scroll. See, I'm talking now, and she can't stand it. So there's no pleasing. There's, no, you you actually please me every day with all the fun little things that you say, and I think you're very amusing and fun. But you don't like me. He hates you. I know. Well, now what am I? Should I cry? Go ahead. No, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't cry. All right. See, now it mocks him out again. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all it was, was a mocking phone call. Liz, give him another chance. Maybe the scroll won't work. We don't know. And yeah. we're definitely getting rid of the 202 name, too. That's crazy. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Chris, you're on Running Fez. Who's that, Chris? Yes. Yeah, um, a little. No disrespect to Fez, but from, to, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out of here. Mm, I understand. Um, let's go over to uh, Jeff, you're on Running Fez. Hey, he could be like the annoying guy at commercials on TBS, and he could do his live reads in the background. Um, that could be interesting. Rob, you're on Fez. This just in, radio hosts are losing their ability to do their job due to Yahoo News. You're still looking around for new news stuff, Fez? Yeah. This has got to be almost impossible to hunt for news as you try to read news. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I should have had more. Eight should be enough to last four hours. Just eight fucking things that last... But if you read really, really slowly. Um, Patrick, you're on running Fez. Hey, uh, I have some advice for Liz on how she could keep Fez happy. She could grow a big, fat cock. Stop it. See, that's the kind of people that uh, Fez hates. Steve, you're on running Fez. I want to know what happened to fucking Fez from Friday. Well, my hat's been stolen, for one thing. That has you upset? Now, the hat was, the it's actually a fez, and that gets you to feel more like fez, right? Uh-huh. Now, has you upset? Yeah. Where, where I'm they, just having a weird moment. Don't have a weird moment. I mean, or have the weird moment, and then let go of it. What made you feel weird? The hat? You're just gulping water over there. Who did you think Chris or took your hat? No, I I don't think Chris took it because Chris was right. It was here Friday, uh huh, and then missing on Monday. No, that hat is what's got you so upset today. Do you feel like if you if you had your Fez hat, everything would be great? I think it would help a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. But I don't know who you know. Uh, can I tell you something? Who, who would think that was great to take it? While you're sitting there crying, you know we have security here, and you know we have security cameras. Uh-huh. When someone stole Blatter's um, chair from his office, 
He hunted them down using security cameras. Yeah, every every inch of this place is fucking <laughs> cuffed. Now, you can't lock your office? Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Now, this might be uh, just a thing back because you used to steal candy out of people's offices. I took candy out of candy dishes that were out uh, presented to, to all employees. Here's the only thing. Friday was also the last day of the interns. Yeah. Seems to me like Pips would fucking steal it. Because he's inner city. Yeah, he's from the tough streets of Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Tim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Pepper Stanley, million bucks. Thanks. I had a question for, uh, for Geppetto. Ronnie B. Oh, oh fuck it. you. What's got, because you're not a puppet? I'm not a puppet. You're not a puppet master. If I'm upset, I got myself upset. From not being, you know, being ready again today. From freezing up. When I froze up the first time, that's what started. Ron had nothing to do with that. We were having a, a normal conversation. I froze up that first time and put myself in a tailspin. So fuck you. What are you angry about now? You've, that you, people would just... put this on you, and it's ridiculous. Fez, maybe I deserve it. Would you be mad if I told you I stole your hat? I would be shocked. I, w I would really be shocked if it was you that took it. Would you bet uh, money that I didn't take it? Yes, I would. How much? I would bet a hundred bucks that you didn't take would it. Would you bet ten thousand dollars? I would bet ten thousand you didn't take it. I took it. Why would you take it? To win ten thousand dollars. <throat> Why don't you go do this? You go to security and have them look at the tapes. Alright, I'll do that. Now, Hicks. Yes. If you took that fucking hat, it's going to show up on the tapes. I understand. No, I'm, I'm free of any guilt. It's a nice hat. Mm. Just saying. Who's going to steal it, though? Shriner? Yeah, it makes no sense to take it. It's not anything that uh, other than me would want. It's not like someone else can just start wearing it around the hallways here and get away with it. It's not like he can do it without his fez on. Uh-uh. Not gonna do it without his fez on. Steely Dan, by the way. I don't know, Fezzy. You were sailing along. Ron Young wrote back about the Matthew Fox thing. If you were to touch a woman's breast or crotch with an open hand, it's a sexual assault. If you close your hand and do the same thing, it's not nearly as serious as offense. So you're better off punching a woman in the breast before you are squeezing her breasts, I guess. Um... Do you really think this was the song? Yes. Just because it said Steely Dan? That's the only thing you had to go on? Is that the Royal Scam? No. Oh. In the city of St. John without a dime. 
I don't really feel like listening to any other songs other than you know what. It's just called The Fez. Why would it be called Royal Scam and have anything to do with The Fez? Did a lyric search. Got the uh, bad, bad search information. Here's our buddy Tom in Madison. Howdy, how you doing? Good. Irene blows. I dug it. Hey, um, in Fezzy, these people aren't busting your chops because you're not ready today. People are busting your chops because you're not ready almost any day. Anymore. Oh, shit. Damn, Tom. Tom from Madison. Long Kiss time. my ass, Madison. No, we love you, Fez. Come on. Fuck bring you. Bring her back home, buddy. Bring her back home. You go home. Word. And then light it on fire. Well, I've been there, done that, unfortunately, Fez. But, no. Oh, too bad. Yet. Too bad you survived. Fezzy, this oh, isn't you. God. That's not you. Well, it's probably an insurance scam. He wasn't trying to kill Angry himself. Fez is not Fez. We're still, let's, we're still Fun Fez is Fez. Calling for you. Come on, buddy. Bring it home. Bring it home. My bet right now is that it's Pips. I know one of those guys said to themselves, I had a great summer here. I would like to have something to remember it by. Fez is Fez. That's an ultimate memento there uh-huh. for the internship. That's how they take a stapler off my desk. We got Hicks, got his fucking stapler. He's always asking for it. Now he's never going to find it. Because <laughs> you like the fucking retard from uh, Office. Hope they're moving down to the basement. And if it's not that, it's Jennifer. Because she goes into that office constantly and she's taking stuff. Like she fucking owns the place. I don't get it. I just thought of something else. Lily is a Muslim. That's right. They commit crimes. Hey, make sure you're part of our big, big party this year. The Radefez Sports Book. Get everybody involved in it. We got big prizes to give away. Just go over to the stupidly named 202 Friends on Twitter. Um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. Hey, uh, don't let Fez look at the tapes, man, because it's going to show that you actually took that hat into the bathroom while you were taking your pre-after-show dump. And using it as an ashtray. So I, I wouldn't let him look at the tapes. I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, the reason why Fez knows this, not me, I don't go up to the fucking 37th floor and go in that stupid fucking office. I don't believe in it. If I wanted an office, I wouldn't have fucking gotten a job in radio. I'd have been in life insurance or some other dumbass job. Nice corner office. What do I want to be, sitting around in front of a computer? <laughs> Things are going great. <laughs> Just finishing this report for the boss. Hope he likes it. So it really does come down to the interns. Do you remember what kind of bag it was in? It was in, I believe, like a big plastic Barnes & Noble bag. Why didn't you go to security yet with this? What are you waiting for? Enough that it made you cry. Or did you fake crying just to now have a storyline? No, no, because I was upset before that even, and 
what happened was I just wondered if I was crazy and misplaced it somewhere. I wanted to make sure that we checked the studios and the office everywhere and even my home to make sure that I don't have it. It's just a fucking fez hat, right? Where'd you buy that? I didn't buy it. Who bought it? It was um, my uncle's. Oh, God, is he dead? Uh Uh-huh. Why would you bring your dead uncle's keepsake in here? Because it was really nice and I wanted to use it. They took a family heirloom. Oh, yeah. Yep. Does this make you happy? No, not at all. Paul, you're on Fez. What's up, Roddy B? Fezzy, what the fuck is your problem? All you do is fucking... The only time you talk is when people, are, when, when people get you all upset and get you angry. It's the only time you talk. So now you, you don't want me talking. Could you please make up your mind? But why can't you talk the same way like if it's about something outside of yourself? Why can't you have exactly. this kind of pa- passion when it comes to a news story rather than just read a Yahoo news story and say something? Why can't you passionately attack some of these stories? And then you would draw people out that agree or disagree with you, and then you would be doing radio. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking simple truth of it. But you don't get this involved in anything uh, well, there's two topics that you'll get involved in that you that will bring up some kind of emotion of you. And then, you know, anything about you or what's going on does. So they focus on that. It's like right now you're not talking because I'm, I'm trying to bring up something, you know, that isn't about this like angry thing. Because I don't think that you're really angry at these callers. No, I'm, I like I said, I'm angry. I'm furious with myself. Why? You didn't steal your own fucking hat. No, but I... But I put myself in another crazy position. And I get pissed off at myself. Um, Brian, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ron, Fez, Pepper. Uh, in, In sports, everybody admires... The, the athlete who can play through the pain, um, you know, who plays hurt, whatever. And Fez, you come to work every single day, no matter how you're feeling, and it's wrong that everyone's picking on you. You really, you know, I admire you and appreciate you, and uh, fuck the haters. Thanks, but I don't think anyone's picking on me. Uh, John, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez, why don't you try taking some broadcasting classes? You know, there's some great uh, universities in New York that might be able to help you, you know, get this stuff down. All right, maybe I'll look into that. All right, buddy, thanks. Really? No. No. I've taken broadcasting lessons. I've... I've been to school. I've been doing this a while. I should be able to do it. Uh, here's Rich on my Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I'm just wondering if I called the right number. This is the Ron and Fez show or the Ron and Fez I'm never ready to do anything show? Stop it with that. It doesn't even make sense. All right, we're going to break here. Back in just a couple minutes, Ron and Fez show. 
47 years old. You know how I stayed alive this long? All these years. Fear. A spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me, I cut off his hands. He offends me, I cut off his tongue. He rises against me, I cut off his head, stick it on a pike. Raise it high up so all on the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things. Fear. Fez show. This is the case of the missing Fez hat. Blues clues, if we will. Alright, Fez Watley, stop typing out letters to people. Who are you writing to? Chris Stanley. What do you want to ask him? Oh, I had to ask him something about a guest coming up. Go ahead and ask him. Uh, if he was going to... what We were supposed to switch out during that last break, and we didn't. Well, right now... Um, why don't you want Chris to meet the guest? Is he sloppy? No, I think he's uh, he's better in control on the board than that. I am sloppy though. I'll I'll even I admit that. Um, I like that it got t- turned it into a uh, a better thing of no, he's better at checking out the voice levels. Fez, last time you saw your hat was when? Friday, Friday afternoon after the show. Who's your gut tell you has has the hat right now? I think it's Jennifer Hutt. As a joke? Yeah, yeah, like she thinks it's funny, or like, you know, like I'll see her walk by the window wearing it at some point. Well, then why are you crying if you think Jennifer has it? Because I don't find it to be a funny joke. So literally, Jennifer could could take your hat as a joke and it would make you cry? Yes, it would get me very upset. That doesn't seem a little preschool to you? Yeah, well, yeah, but a lot of things I do are very preschool. Well, you got me there. Hicks, who do you think has the hat? I'll say one of the interns. I say... It's got to be Pips because he comes from a bad neighborhood. In a rough childhood. Yeah. Maybe this thing is fed on a fucking table at a flea market in Brooklyn right now. Uh, last time you saw it was Friday. Friday, yep. And you came in Monday? Uh-huh. Where did you put it on Friday. Friday, I put it next to my desk. I put it, like, it was in the bag, it was in a plastic bag, and I put it down next to my desk. You put it in a plastic bag for freshness? Yeah, so it just w- so it wouldn't be laying out. Because yeah. if it laid out, it would what? Well, it would, uh, you know, I didn't want people, first of all, taking it. So you thought there was a possibility that they could take it. And yet no one would look into a, into a white plastic bag. No thief would think of such a thing. Well, I thought it was like, put it was down on the side, put away. Someone would really have to be rifling through things to go to go and find it. Mm. 
Like someone's already tweeting under the name Fez's hat. Or it looks like Fez chat. Uh, and it says, uh, this head that I'm on isn't as fat as yours. Hmm. Is that supposed to be a clue? I don't know. Someone with a smaller head than me? Um, Fez, I think we have had a break in the case. An eyewitness. Oh, okay. An eyewitness to the case. Here comes Mark Zito. Oh. Who, Mark, what have you discovered? Well, Ron, I went searching the office for clues, uh-huh. and I looked around Fez's desk, and right under his desk was a bag that had the Fez in it. Now, that bag was not... Zito, you can laugh all you want, because Zito, why, you... Why are you... Because he looked around the room, too, with me I, yesterday. Well, I didn't go through your... Like, I thought you covered uh-huh. that area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got upset, and the Fez mysteriously reappeared. Along with the shirt you were wearing Friday. So I'm assuming you put them both into the same bag. Yeah, what? they were in the bag, and the bag was gone. We're going to have to check the tapes. Was the bag gone, or is it there? Now, Jennifer's not in here, right? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe so. No, she's not. she'd never be in this early. And, of course, we know Pips hasn't come back. So our two main uh, suspects are not there. Right. So how did it appear back in there, Fez? Unless Zito or Hicks took it. I did not. Why would Zito or Hicks take it? Why would I take your hat? Um, uh, Mark was supposedly helping me find it the other day. And I looked, I, I even looked under the desk. My, my Zito, Molly's, did you do this? I did not do My this. Molly's cupcake uh, costume is under the desk. That's You're still there. wearing that again, dude. Hey, this is why that fucking thing looks like a hoarder's house. Oh, by the way, I've got some exciting news about hoarders. Well, first we should get back to the thing. Zito, did you do this? I did not do this. And I think we can pretty much assume... That none of our suspects did it. it no, wasn't not if Pips, it, it wasn't Jennifer. Unless it was hidden somewhere, someone texted Zito and said, "Here's where it's hidden." So he's upset. Put it back. So your point is, Zito is behind this in some way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not because, at all be- because he's acting like he didn't search the office oh, no, no, for no, it I, with me. I looked- it, he's being very over the top in. Oh, it was there all the time. When he helped me look. That is true. That I, doesn't make any sense to me. I, I did look like around the area. I looked in a couple cabinets. You even asked me, did you look under your desk? And I said, no, the only thing under... I said, yes, the only thing under there is the cupcake costume. Well, I'd assumed then that you had handled the under the desk region, which is why I didn't look there. All right, I'm going to just ask Hicks, because there's no way to figure this out now. I mean, oh, either boy. Fez fucked up or Zito is gaslighting him. What would you be more likely to guess? I don't think Fez, I don't think Zito is gaslighting Fez. I, I think I don't um, think Zito would be fucking dumb enough to come in with it saying I found it if he didn't find it. I think he would just left it there to be found later by you. I think that would be the smart move. 
Unless now he's working in cahoots with somebody. But uh, again, that still wouldn't take away the fact that would Zito put his own ass out there? And he's not the type of guy who puts his ass out. If anything, I expect him to rat out anybody. No, but I, I did not have anything to do with the disappearance of this. In fact, saying the disappearance of this <laughs> was probably the wrong... I had nothing to do with the misplacement of this mess. See, he gets nothing out of it. He's now the big hero, and I'm the nut who couldn't find my uh, hat. You know, you're the nut who was wearing the fucking hat to begin with. So, yes, he does get something out of this. It does do him well. So you're accusing the person who brought back the hat. Oh, yeah, that it's like, all right, Fez wasn't making a big deal of, of it yesterday. He's upset today. I better put that hat back before this gets any worse. And uh, we had just talked about going to security tapes. And then all well, of a sudden the hat is back. Well, where do you think he kept it? I don't know whether he hid it somewhere else in the office. I don't know if I'm believing this story. Uh, I, I don't believe his story either, Ron. But, you're right. But I say this. I misplace things. It's not a big deal. There's plenty of times where I act like I can't find something, and I go back and I find it later. You might have just been, had yourself in a fucking craze. I mean, there are a lot of plastic bags under the desk. Why are we living like a fucking hoarder thing in that office? That, or, that office is already a fucking joke around here for being a mess. We're still recovering from the earthquake. Why, you know, you say that because you live like a fucking pigsty is happy for you. Um, Chad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Chad, we don't want to have you, buddy. Oh, sorry about that, man. Yeah. First time getting through the screener, wasn't ready. Mm, well, here you are now. Right on. Hey, Fezzy, I downloaded your new iPhone app. Uh, it does nothing, baby, so five stars. Mm, that's a cruel, but... Amusing little joke. Um, just going through all this stuff. Well, I just want to make sure there wasn't like a note in here that like somebody was like, "Haha, I got you," but there was there was nothing in the bag except the hat and the shirt. Rob, you're running Fez. Yeah, Fez. Didn't we just go through this about three months ago with your dad's ring? Yes, and I said I lost that. I never said that I, my dad's ring was stolen. Who saw that? That was you. You knew exactly where it was. You were nice to him when he found it. I was treated like a hero. <laughs> Remember what you gave me as a reward, Fez? No. Nothing. I really thought I was going to get a big reward. I mean, it was your dad's ring. This Fez has some memories, too, though. I found this. Well, that was his uncle's fez, which shocked me because I'd never heard that before. When did you get it? Um, after he died. When did he die? Uh, Give me some fucking timeline here. Probably about 15 years ago. So for 15 years, you haven't brought the hat, the hat in? Um, I, I've no, I've worn that one before. It's it's like my special occasion fez. Mm. I've had cheaper ones, but that was like my special, uh, my favorite, my special occasion one. And you thought you lost it. I thought it was, uh, no, I thought someone took it. All right, but you thought it was gone forever? Yes. And I assumed it was, too. I thought, really, I thought it was just a low-income intern that we had. I mean, he's from Brooklyn. In South Brooklyn. Ugh. Shitty. Mike, you're on Red Fez. 
Yeah, hey, Fez, how about a fucking thank you to Zito? Once again, someone is carrying you, and you turn your back on him and don't even thank him. Nice work. Uh, thank you for putting it there, Zito. <laughs> I did not. I was... I... Went there, I searched the office, I said, where could Fez's Fez be? He seems broken up about it, I want to find it for him. And it was there, under your desk. Yes, and it wasn't there under the desk when we looked yesterday. That may be true, I don't, I don't know, since I never actually looked under the desk. However, I feel as though I'm getting blamed for taking the fence. You are being blamed. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> like, I just I, think you're too exuberant about how uh, I just didn't see it under the desk when you helped me look. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know it wasn't under the desk. You even told me yesterday, is it I, under the why, desk? Why are you still angry? You got the fucking hat back, right? Right. You were crying about the hat before. Now you got it back. Uh-huh. Where, where are we going to get with this? He says he didn't steal it. You got it back. There's nothing missing. Right, but he's just trying to be a hero and paint me as more of a nut. No one's going to see him as a hero. And I don't think anyone could paint you as more as a nut. We'll get those tapes. I will be vindicated. I did not take the fez. I didn't do it. If you didn't take it, I think you're implicated in it somehow or another. By finding it? By being a good Samaritan? Like, I found, if I found somebody's wallet, would I be implicated as stealing the wallet? How were you able to find it during a commercial break where in two days of looking we weren't able to find it? Maybe you didn't look under the fucking desk it's, at the spot. We've all done that before. <laughs> My fucking wallet has been weird fucking places, and then I'm like, now it's next to the fucking bed. And I don't know, in my fucking mind, I looked all over the fucking place. This is a run up the stairs and went right to it. This just teaches me a valuable lesson. Did What's I, that? Did I should don't just nail. Don't help. Don't be helpful. Don't don't show concern. Maybe maybe like a like a ghost put it there, an angel or something. I don't know. Is that a shot at my dead dad? No. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, Nick, you're on my face. Fezzy. Your hat, your fez probably fell off while you were hiding under your desk during the earthquake. I don't know. It all got weird quick. It all got strange quick. Is there any type of reward for finding this? I didn't get anything, and I found his dead dad's ring. And I'm really fucking proud of that. When I when he was in a clean panic, I'm like, why would you keep a ring in your pocket? Right, where were you sitting? And then he's like, the shrinks. I go, do you lay down at the shrinks? He's like, yeah. I go, it's there. He goes over there and it's fucking there. I had the same thought. I was like... I was like fucking seriously. I was like Mannix. <laughs> you probably didn't get all the way under the desk to look. You probably kind of looked under, you know. You didn't fucking dig around under there. I looked through everything under the desk. Why do you have all these fucking clothes under a desk? If I go upstairs to 37 and look in that office... Am I going to say this is shameful to the Ron Fez name? No. I think my area is clear. Your area is the Ron and Fez show, dude. You're the Fez in the Ron and Fez show. Is that thing the fucking joke that people tells me? Should I go up their steps and look at it? Oh, you don't have to. It's a mess. Then that's, that's why you couldn't fucking find it. All right. There is a... And this is a, a swear to God story. There's a hoarder in my neighborhood who hoards so much. Now, he lives in a New York apartment. He hoards so much 
that he's gotten a truck that he fills with the trash. What? He also will have as many as two other cars filled every square inch with trash and stuff that he's picked up the street. So on the switching days, he's running over, moving three different vehicles <laughs> filled with stuff found on the street. So I was saying to this friend, I go, there's the fucking documentary for you. Don't be going around doing a dull documentary that nothing's fucking moving. This guy is complete, flat out crazy. I found out yesterday, Java Girl, from somebody, that someone called the show Hoarders. And they came there and put an episode on him. They also got him a psychologist. And he's apparently very happy. And he's trying to stop hoarding. But here's the weird thing about him. He seems like a 100% normal guy. I see him out helping people in the neighborhood, jumping cars, interacting with people. He's not like a street nut, but he will be in a truck, the back of it filled, and I'm talking about a moving van, filled with stuff that you can't even get in. Then, just inside the cab, filled with stuff, even down where I seen him, like, on his antenna, toilet paper roll stuck on it. It was fucking crazy. So I can't watch, I've never seen Hoarders on TV before. But when this ha guy happens, it should be the best episode that ever went down. And with this psychologist, maybe he can be fucking saved from this. But I don't understand the hoarding. I don't understand why you would want to keep an already destroyed fucking Molly's thing under your desk. You know? That thing was already, it was a one-way deal. He's hoarding right now. That fucking office, well, Hicks doesn't hoard, but he doesn't take out trash. I'm lazy when, in that aspect. Then I'm going to say this, Fezzi, because I don't use the fucking office at all. Uh-huh. I never, but the last time I went up there, I was going to a meeting. I was too early. I had to meet with some, some people up there. And I go, well, I'll go sit in our office. Fez leads me in to sit into a conference room, right? And I'm like, uh, he's like, here, sitting here, we'll wait. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not sitting in a giant conference room by myself. I'm going to go over and talk to this. As I'm heading, he's leaning into me to take me in another direction. And finally, I'm like, you don't want me to see the fucking office, do you? <laughs> and he wouldn't tell me. And it reminds me of like shit my mom used to do to try to save me from my dad with different things. And I okay. know, so Thursday, Fez, uh -huh. it's got to be cleanup day. Okay. It's got to be cleanup day. Um, hey, Rob in Manhattan, you're on running, Fez. Ronnie, I used to live right there, right at 65th and 1st. I've seen that guy. He's got furniture on his roof. Yeah. On his car. Yeah. He's got two others, and I talked to my doorman, and I'm like, what is going on? And the guy's been there for years and years. He's been there for years, and I don't want to say he's a pillar of the neighborhood, but no one in the neighborhood thinks that he's anything other than what he is. He's accepted in the neighborhood. And how many cars did you see him with? I only saw the two. I've seen as many as three different cars packed, two cars and a truck before. And then I'll look over, and sometimes, like, some of these things won't even have a license on the back. I'm like, how the cops? Then I'm, gonna, I'm sure he's just hoarding tickets. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. It's crazy. I watched the show, 
And usually all these horrors have just had something terrible happen to them in their past, and that's why they... Like just, what? What has happened to them that makes them... The majority of it is something like they lost everything in a fire, or their parent, they, their parents were broke and they never had anything as kids, so they're fucking, in their brains, they're just freaked out and worried that they're going to lose everything again, so but, they don't want to get rid of anything. But why don't they keep nice shit? Don't know. Why do they have junk? And like their own feces. <laughs> one one woman hoarded her own shit. I don't want to be so broke that I don't even have my own shit anymore. See, the own shit I kind of could get with a mental illness because you could confuse the fact that the shit was part of your body and you're afraid of losing anything. Because I've talked to people who've kept bags of hair before. Mikey D has never thrown out his old hair. Still has his baby teeth. But when he gets a haircut, he keeps the hair. Oh. And you got a storage fucking unit for it. Also on the show is a lot of um, people who can't stop shopping and pissing away money. And then just keep all their shit. And they never yeah, that's called having a it. vagina. <laughs> I never understand the shopping for fun. Nice. I don't get it. I guess women somehow can feel better about themselves. Like a new handbag is going to make me happy. Men feel that way about a new bottle of whiskey. Like, if you just get a bottle of Jack, that's like, on the way home, you, you start thinking to yourself, well, you know what, anything's possible. I got some relaxation coming my way. Robert, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, I, I work with hoarders every day, man, and it's, a, it's an illness. It's a mental illness. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with depression or it's definitely something that happens back in their life. Whether it was a death or... I will tell you about this guy because I see him in the neighborhood. He stays on the fucking move. I mean, he don't have a minute on his fucking day. He's... I don't... I would not call it depressed because he's moving around, checking shit out, grabbing stuff. I think you just lose a gauge on what's important and what's not, and everything feels like you're going to need it. Did you feel like you needed the cupcake thing again, even after it was ripped? Yeah, I was like, I better hang on to this in case I end up just having to throw it on for whatever reason. Why not just get a new cupcake thing? They're not that much money, right? No, but I had gotten the last one that I could find, so I was worried about that. Why don't you sign it and give it away? Who wouldn't want to win Fez Watley's cupcake? I hope I can day? find it under the desk. Oh, is it that bad? No. <laughs> no, it's fine. Now that you got is. your hat back, you're not even putting it on. You're not even happy with it. I don't understand it. Um, here's uh, Davey. Davey, you're on Fez. Hey, Fezzy. When you see something on the ground that you didn't drop, do you pick it up? Mm-mm. No, uh, because you didn't do it. Fez, if you see something on the ground, I like, say you teach little kids something. Say, hey, if you see that, it doesn't matter if you dropped it. Pick it up. Good habit to get into, Fez. Here's the thing. Walt Disney used to walk around fucking Disney World. And if he saw a piece of paper on the ground, he'd pick it up. He'd fucking, if there was a piece of gum, he'd scrape it up. And then all of a sudden people were going that work there. Hey, if Walt Disney feels that way, so why? So then all the vice presidents started doing it, the people who worked there, and they had the cleanest park. And you guys can't even keep it. And all you feel like, well, that's a reflection of them. I have my part. And you went out of your way today to yell out, it's the Ron and Fez show. You gotta set an example. 
You gotta be that guy. You gotta be the Walt Disney of your own mind. Um, John, you're on the manifest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah, you know, I think there's a social history to hoarding that we're not really aware of because we didn't think about it, you know, before the days of all this social networking. But my grandfather, you know, uh, came over in 1920, lived through the Depression. He was a sick man to begin with. Um, but uh, I think due to the lack of uh, the lack of the ability to buy anything in the Depression, I think guys like my grandfather used to hoard things just out of the fact that they they, they were afraid they were, were going to have nothing. In 1965, when we had to clean out his apartment when he died, there were stacks of crates of ketchup up to the ceiling, stacks of toilet paper up to the ceiling. Now, my aunt, the oldest daughter, um, had a, a toxic, you know, dysfunctional relationship with her husband and her son. They both died within a few years of each other, and she began to hoard. When we got to go in there to clean out her place, there were 12 or 13 sets of silverware in the drawers, on the counters, all over the place. There was just a lane to walk through. I think she learned that behavior from my grandfather. Uh, and, you know, she was also in that time of the Depression. So I think it changes. It varies with generations. Certainly mental illness has to do with it, and I think a function of economics and culture. All right, it's a really good point. Now, Fez, you were in your teens during the Depression. That must have been a scary, horrifying time for you. I mean, you felt like Hoover had let you down, but then here comes FDR, and there's a whole new... I mean, even though you were on the bread line, Mm -hmm. you started to feel a little better about the future. Uh, Sam, you're on Fez. Uh, yeah, my caller five for the Fez Cupcake. No, it goes out to caller nine. You're caller one. Um, but there is this opportunity now, Fez, for you to say, hey, 46% of the country doesn't even pay taxes. I better save this fucking cupcake uh, thing in case life gets worse. Yeah, you just never know when you're going to need something. Are you really defending the hoarding thing? No, I mean, that's, uh, no, I'm defending why, there's two reasons why I keep something. But why, why when you know this, you've already got a, this weird reputation at work, do, are you comfortable with the fact that you have the filthiest office at work, and people talk about that? No, no, I'm not comfortable with that. But here's a problem, why don't you look into, here's a place for me to start fixing stuff. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, I'd like to get my hands on that cupcake costume. Your number two is ninth caller wins the Sign Fez cupcake costume. Of course, at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's if Zito hasn't stole it from Fez. I didn't steal anything. He, Zito, are you a Christian? Yeah, yes. You know what? You, you You're uncomfortable with that. So, I know you're a mama's boy, right? Yes. You love your mom. I do. Would you be willing to swear on your mom's good fortune mm-hmm. that you did not move that bag or know who moved that bag? Not only on my mom's good fortune, on my entire family. I believe him then. I'm not buying it. What would it take for you to believe him? Oh, I'm never going to believe him. That doesn't, that's not a fucking, that, that's not the arc of a line there, Fezzy. That's, Planting our heels in and not moving it forward. Um, 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Giving away Fez's signed cupcake outfit uh, to the ninth caller. Uh, hi, Patrick. You're the yeah, third hi, caller for this. Oh, good. Can I get the toenail bag? Um, no. Uh, Brian, you're the fourth caller. We're going for nine altogether. Um, at some point, Fezzi, you have to figure out what it would take for you to believe. Uh, how many callers did I take so far? Four? That was four. Uh, Sean, you're the fifth caller. Oh, all right. for the ninth. Luck, guys. Um, hi, you are the sixth caller. Hi, you're the seventh caller for Fez. Try to call back very, very quickly. Oh, it's very exciting now, isn't it? Uh, hi, you're the eighth caller. Damn it! For Fez's cupcake costume. Now it's time for the ninth. I just wanted to, does Hicks believe in, in that it was just a misplaced thing? Or does he think Zito's up to it? I think it was misplaced. Because if Fez was looking for this stuff in the morning, he gets kind of flustered. And maybe, you know, maybe the mornings aren't the best time. We all do that. When I'm looking for stuff, as soon as I start saying, I can't find the fucking phone, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I'll lose, start losing it and just overlooking it. It might be in plain sight at some point if you get worked up enough. Absolutely right. Hey, Roger? Oh, nine. Tell me. Yeah. Congratulations, you're calling number nine. You win Fez's sweaty, hoarded cupcake contest uh, con uh, costume. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, a lot of people writing in to me saying, I'd love to be part of your football pool, but I don't know how to play it. Really doesn't matter. Not when you're playing in a football pool. It's so much luck. You could go in there and just bet your favorite cities, bet by helmets. Doesn't really matter. You can win some big, big, manly, manly prizes. Head on over to the oddly named 202 Friends on Twitter. 202 Friends on Twitter. Make sure you get in on this. Contest starts next week. So you got to jump on it quickly. Um here is uh, Kent. Kent, you're on the fence. Yeah, forget the cupcake. This all started when the freaky bastard started keeping his toenail. That makes me think that he's behind some of the hoarding, but I also know that Hicks has been kicked out of college for being a pig animal. I had 13 roommates. In and now with O&A not in here this week, I came back in here today, and there was a candy bar sitting there from yesterday. I wasn't here yesterday. No, that candy bar would have been eaten. Like candy but, bars. Uh, and I'm just like, I know when it turned off the laptop. So Jesus. I know that it's just catch as catch can, fuck the man. Uh, it really doesn't have to matter one point. Um,. We gotta at least look over things. Just at least look over. A quick clean down. Organize. Find the Walt Disney in you. Like or find the Walt Frazier in you. And be ready to dish or take it to the boards as needed. Um. 
Only to annoy. Just to annoy. Josh, you're on Manifest. Hey, guys. Um, I know it's a little delayed now, but Louie from last week on Thursday, I, I like to watch that curb and uh, try to, when I'm watching, be like, I wonder what Ronnie B thought about it. I was emerged in that episode. I mean, totally taken out of the whole, hey, it's Louie, it's a comedy thing. And then at the end, I mean, when he uh, fell trying to ca- uh, pick up the duck, I mean, I-, I could not stop laughing. So I'm just curious what uh, what your thoughts were. I thought it was a, a very nice episode and incredibly odd how sweet it was. Just really, you know, for, you know, he's doing stinky ass jokes and fucking and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Back into this keeping a duck safe in Afghanistan. That's really uh, nice. It's a very, very strange show. And a terrific one. Curb is running a little rougher for me than any other year. Wow. This year, not even more than last year when the, the weirdness with the... No, I mean, that at least kept my excitement level up. I just have a weirdness that I don't know if they feel like they're in New York to me. You know, some of the absurdity, I don't know whether it works as well this year. I don't know. So maybe it's just not, maybe it's some, uh, somewhat me. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, Nancy. Nancy, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. I just had a comment on the hoarding thing. Um, I also work with hoarders, and I have found that while a lot of people cover, like, a former material loss, you know, a great loss, or, um, poverty by collecting things, I also have people who cover an emotional void by collecting things, and I actually have people who um, try to cover an emotional void created by emotional abuse by collecting very nice things that never come out of the package. Really? Yeah. So this is an emotional what? It's an emotional void, um, self-confidence, and it actually kind of occurs to me that Fez has some emotional loss, so if he collects things, that might be why. Um, it's a comfort thing sometimes. I have a woman who lives very small, way under the level she could live because she collects things that never come out of the package. And you can't walk in her home. It, it, yeah, I've heard about that kind of stuff before. But, you know, I, I'm going to be totally honest here. I don't understand any kind of collecting. Um, I never understood collecting coins, collecting stamps. Or the massive amount of uh, collecting that goes on now. Um, it's not stop. I don't understand stamps at all, and I guess that's the number one thing to collect. And my uh, my point was always this: I don't know why that stamps just didn't already come on the envelope. That you could not just say to yourself. It's all paid for in this envelope, and it's taken care of. It's one shot. The fact that they have to be separated has annoyed me since I was a child. And some bullshit Civil War crap, I think, that probably back then they figured, you know, Pony Express and all. we got to figure out some way to show these people are paying for their fucking mail. I just see you grabbing at little pieces of history yeah. and trying to mold them together sure. into a stupid clay ball of confusion. Oh, not confused. Oh, you know, yeah, the knights there, and there was dragons back there. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, medieval times. Can I tell you something? Sure. I would 
love to see you learn how to swim. <laughs> that would mean the world to me. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't have any life skills. Fez hasn't said a word since I said now that you've dug your feet, your your heels in. I know that inside he's angry at me. Oh. But I really don't think Zito stole anything. No. I think it's really a matter of, and I've done it a million fucking times myself, you think you put something away, and then you can't find it again. Matter of fact, I do it all the time. Yeah, and it pops up like it did today. Um, that thing where I had an umbrella in last week, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like any umbrella belongs to me. That's how often I lose. How often do you guys chase me down and try to give me my phone out front? <laughs> well, umbrella's like a pay-it-forward thing, because I hate carrying an umbrella. I know, and I will only hate take it. it if I need it, mm-hmm. even if, no matter where it is. Yeah. But I have found so many nice ones, oh, yeah. and I've lost some shitty ones. <laughs> it happens. Um, let's go over to... Uh, Tyler, you're on Fez. Hey, Pepper, on Fez. Um, I'm just wondering about, like, if you get a bunch of items, say, from a deceased family member or something that you plan to go through eventually, but you just don't have time to do, is that really a hoarding situation? Yeah, I think it is. I think... Even if you were going to use some of those things eventually, but you need to get rid of a bunch of them... Dude, when in doubt, throw it out. Just fucking throw it out. I went through a massive throw-out thing of, like, my mom and dad stuff. Fucking like I think about a year ago, and I found she. My mom was had a bit toward her tendency, but wasn't full blown. She would fucking take keep pay stubs from like 1980 up until she had like 30 years of fucking pay stubs there's, filled in boxes. There's a lot of people that are so scared of the IRS that they want all their records kept. It's fucking crazy. I threw it all out and just fucking dumped it. Um, Mike, Mike, you're on run fence. Whoops, let's try it again. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, why don't you guys just check the cameras? I've offered Fez that opportunity to check the cameras. I can't imagine that he didn't even uh, immediately go to the cameras. Like I said, one of the bosses did it for his fucking chair here. That's why we have cameras up. Yeah, all the time. I think people are fucking trying to grab people on cameras. That's, that's what they're here for, to fucking yeah. check out shit. Something's gone missing. Find out if who's stealing the fucking coffee out of the goddamn kitchen. All you gotta do is look on the cameras. Who would do that? You drink it here. What you can't drink, you can't take home with you. Don't you enjoy that outside this building? That coffee is to be drank here. Fuck. Put that coffee down. Coffee Coffee's. is for closes. <clears throat> so you've dug your heels in, Fez, and you haven't talked in 15 minutes now right. since I said that. What is your deal? Are you going to go back and look at the fucking tapes? Yeah, I'll ask if I can see them. And are you going to feel like a retard when you don't see anything? What are you going to do then when you come back in here? How embarrassed are you going to be that you just didn't accept this kid as your word? You got your hat back. Right, and I'm glad to have my hat back. I haven't seen it. I didn't even see you put it on the head and play the Fez character. Like you, That's the reason why you're wearing that in the baked potato outfit every day, right? Right, yeah. But it was just... What costume was, shirt did you get this at? Same uh, place you got the cupcakes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why do you do it? Um, why are you wearing that? Well, it was supposed to get me in a Fez mood, but I screwed it up. But do you just see Fez as being a costume and not a real person? 
No, I just see the bright colors, and I think and I think that that helps the all the bright shininess. Okay. So he's actually going to go back and look at the tapes now. All right, we got to put the work order in. Forty-eight hours of tapes. And what are you going to say? I think someone took my hat and gave it back. That's what you're going to say to security? I'd say I'll just say I'd like to see who's going in and out of this office. I feel like I'm on trial. Maybe I, guess, I would have believed you more if you hadn't helped me look for it and then came in acting like I was nut bar of the year for uh, for the hat being in the place where you helped me look. Well, nothing new has been stated in 15 minutes. I'll say that. We're back to where we were before. In that 15 minutes, I was wondering if things were churning along, coming up with some new ideas here. If I took this hat, I'll bring breakfast for everyone for a month if it's proven that I took this hat. That's how confident I am. And my whole That's family. fucking confidence. By the way, you know what I eat for fucking breakfast? $100 bills. So it's going to be fucking expensive. Okay. Shit, I really hope I didn't take this hat. In case maybe you forgot. Yeah. Mm. Money. All right, if I get the tapes of the footage, I'm going to put it right on your desk. I want you to know that. They'll be right there on the desk. Not under the desk. I don't want them misplaced. You're such a ball buster. <laughs> you really feel, are a ball no, buster. Now I'm going to yell that because He does look insane now. I'm not trying to make him look insane. I'm sure that when we looked, we just didn't see it. But I I'm not, I was I was trying to be nice by bringing the hat back, and now I'm a big asshole. Goodbye. No, you I, came in like, oh, look what I found right where it should have been. Again, we've all had that happen to us. It happens to me pretty fucking constantly. Uh, Craig, you're on running first. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. One, I just want to ask Betty why he wants to burn a bridge. With the, he can count on his on one hand how many people probably still care about him and his problems, and now he's busting balls with the guy that, that helped him out. I mean, track record would show who's crazy or who's a liar. I would think that just from past uh, experience that... I think it's more likely Fez didn't see him just acting crazy. Uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. Fezzy. Yes. I go in and eat lunch at 12 o'clock. You're talking about the hat. It's obviously missing. You did something with it. We don't know. There's no need to rush to get security tapes. I come back out at 12.45. We're still talking about the hat. I know. It's not, uh, I think that this entire thing has to do with running out of material. I really do. Uh, coming up, uh, is he in the building now? I believe he's in the building. This that I believe gets me over. He's having a little nosh. Okay, why shouldn't he? Everybody should enjoy themselves. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, I had a brand new favorite song, uh, which we've already played today, and we're going to freaking play again. <laughs> <laughs> it's from an album called Night Watchman, uh, Worldwide Rebel Songs. Uh, if you want to check this out, it's nightwatchmanmusic.com. Uh, and this is, of course, uh, Tom Morello. Now, um, Hicks, did you say that he's touring right now, right? Yes, he's touring with the Night Watchman, yes. And what's the whole story, but is this... Something uh, is it a political thing as well. I know it's somewhat like at, when you go to the shows, they'll have you know the sign up for stuff, for, sign up for stuff. I thought he was doing something with the MC, one of the guys from the MC5. Thought uh, that was uh, told to me yesterday. 
Zeitz, were you the one behind that? Uh... Yeah, I believe he's he's playing a, a couple shows with those guys. Um... That should be up in front of me then, if if we're plugging it. Not stuck with Fez's hat under his desk. Correct. I'll get that for you right now. Well, the, the MC5 were great because they were in that White Panther party, which was the craziest thing ever. Oh, yeah, they were the best. <laughs> they were like, the, we're the white section of the Black Panther party. <laughs> no one invited them in. No. no one asked for them. <laughs> they just took it upon themselves. There was shit like, I think they played Bill Graham's place and just left with the equipment and said, this belongs to everybody. <laughs> this equipment belongs to people. That's great. It is great. It was a crazy fucking time. Well, I will uh, give you this. Uh, Tom Morello uh, lives it, works it. Oh, without a doubt. The guy's very... uh, Whether you agree with him politically or you don't agree with him politically, he's more involved than you are, probably. Yeah. Whoever you may happen to be. It's what he's thinking about all the time, I feel like. He loves he loves the Woody Guthrie. I like to see you involved in something, Higgs. I guess I. I wouldn't even that. care if you got in a tea party, just if you were doing something. Oh, some sort of organized activity. I guess that could maybe you know work out for me. I wouldn't maybe Scientology. I think they do like charity work. They seem like they're so last year where Mormons the up and comers now. Oh yeah, thanks to South Park. And South Park blew up the, the Scientology thing too. They had a part in that, just shitting all over. Them. You could never be with Scientology. Because they're anti-med. Oh. And you man. are 100% pro-medication. Yeah, come on, bring it on. Either if it helps you medically or just, you know, recreationally. Your own way of doing it. Yeah. Your own way of handling things. That's right, self-medicate. Um, let's go to Michael. Michael, you're a manifest. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't trust anything that's been under that desk. It's probably covered in cum. Love you, Fez. See ya. Uh, Justin, you're a manifest. Did you say Justin? I guess I did, Justin. Sorry, dude, I couldn't hear you. Kel uh, says maybe if he'd pick his shit up instead of leaving it lying around like he's at his home, then he probably wouldn't have this issue. Uh, my Fez was exactly where, uh, well, I thought I knew where it was because it was in the spot where I always put it. That was under the desk. When we looked under the desk. It's like a fucking tick now, though. It's like like you're fucking stuttering out the same thing over and over. It's like you're hoarding thoughts. Oh, uh, well, I am totally excited about this uh, new album because uh, the single kicks ass, Hicks. Oh, it's the shit. And we are just absolutely loving it have uh, been all over it now. Um, Night Watchman is the place to uh, to check out nightwatchmanmusic.com nightwatchmanmusic.com is the website. Uh, by the way, they're going to be, if you're in uh, New York, this Thursday, September 1st, playing the City Winery, uh, the Night Watchman. Uh which is a very, very... Have you ever been down there, Hicks? Yeah, I've been there, yeah. It's a very cool little place. In a city that really needs more cool little places. Yeah, definitely, because everything's becoming kind of... I don't know. Did you get pain. some wine for yourself? No, I didn't get any wine. I, 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 only, I only drink the cheap stuff, like... Mad Dog, Night Train. <laughs> 
your Carlo Rossi's. Booney. Nice. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll have some Boone's Farm. I bet. High class is yellowtail for me. I I got I got news for you. Because when I was like 12 and 13, we would drink Boone's Farm, me and my friends. Yeah. That was like our introduction to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guarantee you, if I drank Boone's Farm now, I would die. <laughs> because that fucked up my system even when I was a kid. Yeah, I had Cisco. Was was basically just another like really dirty wine. That it's a way of you poisoning up. yourself as a child. Yeah, it's terrible. It got the the Cisco people got sued because their their slogan was "It takes you by surprise." So they were like, "This is promoting people to drink even more." We can't, you can't do this. I remember uh, one time. You ever drink that fucking MD twenty twenty? That Mad Dog. Of course. That fucking heavy syrup. Nice and cold. So we're like about thirteen. Maybe even 14. I hope not 14, because that's too embarrassing for this. But my friend, me and him, drank a bottle each. And when we were fucking standing on the street corner, he just got it into his head to go crazy for a second. <laughs> Why a fucking car stopped at the light? He runs over, starts like doing this crazy laugh at them, and smacking his fucking head what the on fuck? a windshield. Holy shit. And I'm like, what are we, tripping or fucking drinking a mad dog? That's how fucking crazy you get on that. That's why old winos love it. The, the cheaper, the nastier the liquor, the more dementia, I think, seeps in. Yeah, because it rots your brain. It starts to eat your fucking brain up. Oh, goddamn. Kind of want some now. Just for It's like drinking sake. a beetle, like a brain beetle that goes into your brain and starts to turn you into a pod person. Uh, Night Watchman, Tom Morello's uh, project, uh, Worldwide Rebel Songs and... Uh, this is the single, and we're just uh, crazy about it, uh, Black Spartacus. Presidents or popes, or kings or queens or generals, or CIA kingpins running dope. History's not made by nine robed men, or billionaires or bankers. It's not made by them. Black Spartacus heart attack machine. Black Spartacus heart attack machine Might throw a little money round Wondering who can be bought Some might find they're weaker Some stronger than they thought Well I stand or fall right here In my country, in my home I used to think I was alone well Attack machine. Oh. 
Watchman's new album, Worldwide Rebel Songs. Tom Morello is in here and opening up with uh, a rock anthem right off the bat, dude. That, thank you very much. <laughs> that was my intention. We uh, have already played that song four times today. Awesome. And everybody on the staff can sing along with it already. Good, yes. So yes. that's already when you know that you've got that song that can grab people. Right on. That by the uh, second time you hear the chorus, you're already singing it. Right on. Um, uh, it's a very, very, it's a brand new album, right? That's correct. Coming out today. Today. As we speak. Yeah. It's dropping. And you're doing uh, uh, the tour around the country now. That's correct. Yeah, just yeah. finished doing um, some dates with Incubus and now doing some solo shows on the East Coast and the Midwest. I mean, this record, Worldwide Rebel Songs, is it's the fourth Night Watching record. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, it's Now I've done as many Night Watching records as Rage Against the Machine records. So this right. is not any sort of vanity side project. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm well, serious about this. When it started, it kind of had that thing of, hey... Tom is going in this different direction, right. and Woody Guthrie's name would come up. Exactly. But you're a little more plugged in as we're going yeah, along. Yeah, I mean, this this record has all of the, you know, I, I describe this record as like one part Johnny Cash, one part Che Guevara, one part Marshall Stack. You know, mm -hmm. I try to, somewhere in the middle is Worldwide Rebel Songs. And uh, this record I loosened up. I mean, this is the 14th record of my career, and if I'm not going to be comfortable in my own skin at this point, when am I going to be? Um, it was a few years ago I played uh, an electric version of Bruce Springsteen's song, The Ghost of Tom Joad, with mm -hmm. Bruce. And it's the first time I ever played. Um, ever sang with an electric guitar in my hands, and I realized that I could, you know, I could do my Morellian shredding without sacrificing any of the integrity of like the singer-songwriter folk music that I like. So this record really, it's got a backup band called the Freedom Fighter Orchestra. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guitar solos, a lot of guitar, as well as it also being like still steeped in the Night Watchman dark matter. Well, it's an interesting thing that you bring that up because uh, a lot of great musicians and great musicians all genre it doesn't mean you're na naturally going to be a great songwriter mm -hmm. uh it's really almost two different sure, sure. things yeah, absolutely and yet we expect it we mm -hmm. all you know mm -hmm. uh because yeah. people like hendrix or dylan sure. yeah. have set the bar so high sure sure uh for you what came first being a player well i mean yeah i was definitely i started playing late i started playing when i was 17 years old mm -hmm. uh so i thought i was behind i certainly was behind all my favorite guitar players who had started as kids you know um so that led to my obsessive compulsive practice regimen where i was practicing six eight hours a day you know 365 days a year whether i had a fever or an exam in the morning yeah. or, or whatever um but that only gets you so far like that that helped me to become a technically proficient musician but not really an artist you know it was right. really sort of in the beginning the early days of rage against the machine where i started finding my own voice on the instrument i was able to write music that i loved you know um and then you know cut to the beginning of audio slave where audio slave was a, a band that i'm very proud of but it was you know it didn't really have like the um the the the, the lyrical content chris's lyrics i think are great but it's it's a different world view than mine. You know, like yeah. I, like I, I didn't have an outlet for my ideas in the music I was playing. So I started just at coffee houses doing these open mic nights and writing some songs. And the, the crazy thing was like, we'd be on these audio slave tours where we're playing arenas, you know, 12,000 people night arenas. And on days off, I'd like look through the local paper and find a, you know, coffee house or country and western bar and go sign up as the night watchman go play a couple songs this is like in 2003 2004 uh sign up as the night watchman so you know if i sign up as tom morello then people are going to like play bulls on parade right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> um but even in those small settings playing in front of 10 people and a noisy latte machine i felt a connection 
with this music and with that audience that I never felt in any band I was in. You know, so that really kept me pursuing it. But what a strange move to make because most people will think bigger is always better, and a lot of yeah. rock bands get caught up uh, in the fact of where do we take it pushing outward yeah, yeah. to stretch the boundaries. But to come in, that's a whole different kind of yeah, boundary. Yeah, you know, I've, I, I grew up, I've always been a fan of heavy music. You know, mm -hmm. I first grew up on metal, and then I liked punk and sort of hardcore rap stuff. And um, But it was, only, it was about 10 years ago that I started really discovering the music of whether it was Woody Guthrie or the early Dylan or like right. Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska record, stuff like that, and realized that that music, I mean, and the Johnny Cash, like, that music's heavy, dude. Like, that's, yeah. like, you don't need a Marshall stack. You get a, the couple right chords and the right lyrical couplet and it's heavy as anything in the Slayer catalog well that's the thing that there, there is such a thing of really heavy lyrics which oddly hard rock bands have fallen short lyrically yeah. because they're just so into yeah. staying big that by the time you break down the lyrics a lot of times you're like well this is silly yeah. you know, this is embarrassing <laughs> you said it there's, I did there's you fucking dragons it. going on and we're slaying kings yeah, I know, why everybody are we loves doing a nice that? dragon jam yeah. you know but uh, <laughs> but but yeah there's there's something much more kind of real life and heavy in a like in a in a real world way about like some of those artists I was just mentioning that's, those are the ones who are the inspiration for the night watch from the start with but on this record like I said I brought my electric guitar along like this yeah. is one made this record in my home studio and I really let the songs kind of develop into the songs they wanted to be well uh, the song that we we opened up this with this is named after your guitar that's true Black Spartacus Heart Attack Machine now just to explain Mick Jones the guitar player in The Clash mm -hmm. referred to his electric guitar as a heart attack machine right so this is the first Night Watching record where I really played like steel string acoustic guitar too so I got this new acoustic guitar that I fell in love with wrote a lot of the songs you know on the, on the record with it named the guitar you know because I like my guitar sort of have names I named it Black Spartacus and then I you know, wrote a song, a love song to my guitar, Black Spartacus, Heart Attack Machine. Uh, which is now, believe me, a rock anthem. Right. We know it's and going a mouthful. To, yeah. At this point, it's a rock anthem already, day one. Um, but, you know, you bring up some of those great lyricists, and people probably don't know this at the time, but Woody Guthrie was a dangerous man Absolutely. to... To the people who ran the country at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that has been always a point for you the same time. You're not just in rolling into town to help people party. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Music, I mean, it's my belief that music should never be harmless. Uh -huh. you know, when it's good, it should never be harmless. And Woody Guthrie certainly, you know, in a way, part of his legacy has been somewhat whitewashed. But songs like This Land is Your Land, which everybody learns in the third grade, yeah. they, they edit out the three verses that you know, really describe what a class war anthem that song is. You know, that's a song, it's it's not a song about we're all in this together walking through the wheat fields. It's like you got to make a choice. You know, are you yeah. on the side of the the poor and the working class and the oppressed, or are you on the other side? And which whose land is it? And um, yeah. it's not clear, you know. Um, so anyway, but Woody's a, a huge inspiration. And, uh, you know, I try to, you know, sort of take some of that Woody Guthrie vibe and add electric guitar well, to it. Well, imagine what it was like for the kind of robber barons at the time to have somebody telling them, yeah. it's not, this is our land. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, I think uh, this is the robber barons of now need somebody telling them, too. So. Well, it, you look at what's happening today, uh, and I saw this uh, being brought up over the tax hikes or whatever, that 46% of people in this country are not paying taxes, which to me means there's 46% of the people who aren't even making enough money yeah. where yeah. they would constitute 
being able to be taxed. Yeah. These are and some strange. of that forty six percent, a tiny part of that forty six percent. My guess is are billionaires who find loopholes to like hide well, it, hide it in Sw- Switzerland or something yeah, like that too. But right? there's some, you know, there's some amount of that because uh, obviously at some point this comes up, but we don't want to tax that one yeah. percent at the top. And there, the f- thing is, look, forty six percent are even happening, but we are at this point where there's this huge gap now. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and growing bigger between growing those bigger. that ha- have. Have everything and those that have nothing. Um, the, the 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 first song that I wrote for for this record was the title track, Worldwide Rebel Songs, and it was uh, it was inspired by a specific event that relates to what we're talking about. What the um the, the guitars that like beginners guitars, like the Gibsons, Fenders, and Ibanez that are like the the cheap low end guitars, they used to be made in a factory in Seoul, Korea. Uh, the workers in that factory formed a union and were all fired because they formed a union. The plant was shut down, was moved to China. So these Korean workers who were out of work and had no money for them, their wives, their children, their families, their strike fund, they came to the to the U.S. like looking for help. So I was happy to play a benefit show for them. But the day before the benefit show. The earthquake in Haiti happened. So these Korean workers who had traveled 6,000 miles and whose families were in desperate need of financial assistance voted to donate 100% of the proceeds from their benefit show to the Haiti relief effort. And I was very moved by that selfless act of like international solidarity. It's like they're like we're in need, but you know what? Those people need it more. So we're going to go home empty-handed, but we've done the right thing. Um, that day, I wrote the song Worldwide Rebel Songs, played it that night at the show, and it became the kickoff point for this record because it, in that selfless act of those Korean guitar, out-of-work Korean guitar workers, um, was it was a reflection of the kind of world that I'd like to see and the kind of world that I'm fighting for. Uh, and you never find yourself shaking on that? Like, you never get cynical about it? Uh, because I mean, how can you get you hear a story like that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I was also in Madison in in February, where there's a there are more there are a hundred thousand people on the streets of Madison, Wisconsin, a city of two hundred thousand, like half the cities there. There are more people on the streets of Madison, Wisconsin, you know, demanding justice against that horrible anti-union legislation that was put forward than there were on the streets of Cairo when they were deposing of their tyrant dictator dictator over there. You know, it's it's like it's moments like that that really give me hope. But you know, there's a lot. I, this is a record of rousing hopelessness. You know, mm-hmm. These are dark times, and they, these are desperate times, and they deserve desperate songs. But there's a rousing part to it as well. You know, people throughout entire human history are willing to stand shoulder to shoulder and fight for what's right, and that's no different now. Uh, it's Night Watchman's uh, newest album. You said this is the fourth now. That's right. Fourth album. This is uh, Worldwide Rebel Songs. Tom Morello in with us, and um, you are a believer and have been since you were. A kid, right? Has, has your politics changed much since you were a young person? Well, that's, I mean, I've always, <clears throat> like, I was, <laughs> I literally integrated the town of Libertyville, Illinois. Right? Mm-hmm. I was the, like, the real estate agent had to go around and ask permission from the other people who lived in the apartment building if our, you know, this one-year-old black kid and my white mom could live there, right? So, so I witnessed you know, injustice and, you know, drama at a very early age that made me on the side of the underdog, you know. So my whole life has been, that that was like my point of view. It was like I always was on the side of the people on the lowest rungs of the ladder. Um, and when I started playing guitar at 17, like I didn't really choose to play guitar. That kind of chose me and I was kind of stuck. So I had to figure out a way to 
use my vocation as a guitar player to let my feelings be known. You know, and in Rage Against mm-hmm. the Machine, that was certainly the case, and with the Night Watchman, it's certainly the case, too. Uh, last couple of years in this country, uh, when Obama was elected, a lot of people were in the streets. There was a lot of hope. Yeah. And he seems to be somewhat disconnected from those same people. Now, uh, I think that he's uh, really kind of surprised a lot of the people on both sides of the yeah. aisle. Um, do you think this is something that he can get back? Well, certainly surprised a lot of his supporters. Yeah. You know, like uh, Guantanamo Bay still open. You know, we're involved in you know military adventures in Pakistan and Libya and you know there's like US soldiers in more countries now mm-hmm. fighting in more countries now or bombing more countries now than during the Bush administration you know right um so i mean the, i worked i was a scheduling secretary for united states senator alan cranston for 2 years so i worked inside like that and got to see what that was like and the one thing it made me realize was electoral politics are not for me i mean it is so compromised and even people who have ideals like the senator i worked for god rest his soul he was a really good like right. person and you know, um but he spent all his time on the phone asking rich guys for money all mm. of his time you know and rich republican guys rich democrat guys rich guys overseas you know just and none of that money comes for free you know so the the one thing that i really appreciate about music is it can be absolutely uncompromised you know mm-hmm. and the and the people that i have faith in are not elected officials people i have faith in are the people that have changed this country they're people you don't read about in history books you know there was a time when women couldn't vote and it's not like one or two it wasn't some mighty president that waved a magic wand there, mm-hmm. there was a time when white people and black people couldn't sit at the same lunch counter in the south you know and the people that changed that it wasn't lyndon johnson it was all those people you don't know about who got the crap beat out of them you know yeah exactly to, to, and, or when the berlin wall fell you know it's like it's people that are listening to your show those are the people they may not know it but they're the people that have their hands on the wheel of history and, that's and they need a soundtrack. Yeah, it's always a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, there's a crack, and then things change. And then, oddly enough, that becomes part of whatever any nation's conservative movement is. You know, like, I don't think the Republicans would want to even pull back some of the gains that were made by minorities or women. Yeah. That just mm, gets accepted yeah. after they want, a while. They want to pull back all the gains that the unions made. Well, the yeah. union thing yeah. has... Like, for example, if you enjoy a weekend... Yeah. That's something that unions fought for. There didn't used to be weekends. If you enjoy yeah. like going home at five o'clock, people didn't used to go home at five. Like the Morel, my my family were coal miners in Illinois. The Morels were coal miners, and they used to go down. They used to like in the winter time. They used to go to work. They used to go down the mine before dark and come up from the mine after dark. They never saw light, you know, during the you know mm-hmm. half half of the year. And it's because of unions that we have, you know, like. You get to see sunshine sometime if you're a coal miner. <laughs> and that the chances other, are yeah, that you won't die at work because that's pre-unions, that's of course. Uh, people died in the factories okay. all the time. I mean, it's, it's like the, the people that own, control, and run this world don't deserve to because they do it in the name of profit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just left to their own devices, they don't care how many you know coal miners die or if 10-year-olds are working in sweat they, they, because their shareholders make more money if that happens you know you can't you can't you can either go begging to them and say please sir i hope it's your conscience makes you do the right thing or you can organize and demand it and say we you know we can throw a punch too you know and we're not going to take it that's how things change and uh so the, the this recent attack on unions and the working class is one that i think is very very dangerous well you know, I grew up in a union town that probably isn't very unionized at all anymore. Uh, all Where, of our, all, I was a little south of Philadelphia on oh, yeah. the Delaware River yeah. there. All of our fathers mm-hmm. 
worked either union or had been in the union before they yeah. moved into management. And all those things are either weakened or gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an amazing thing to see. Um, Nightwatchmanmusic.com, uh, Worldwide Rebel Songs uh, drops today. Thanks so much for stopping in, Tom. Thank you very much See for having me. Time. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers.
It's the Rana Fez show. Uh, Tom Morello was just uh, in with us. We need the first responders uh, on top of this. Um, T. Morello, at T. Morello, I think, do we already have it up on 202 Friends or... Pep? No, I'm putting it up now. Putting it up now? Let's try to jump up that on top of it. It's already... Uh, Getting stuff started around here because the union stuff is still after all these years controversial. Devices. Now I said I came from a union town, and it's a one of the large differences I think in this country is that working people, uh, what what men do for a living has changed so much since I was a kid. Um, when I was a kid, men uh, would work industrial jobs. Yeah, there would be the occasional salespeople and all that, but the fact of the matter is men used to work industry and under union protection. Uh, most of those jobs are now gone. So when he uh, comes in and talks union, it, it almost is like a throwback for me because I haven't heard it that much and I grew up around that talk. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, and, I mean, in New York, they're always attacking the teachers. Like in Wisconsin, they are constantly attacking the unions, at least in the fucking in our, in our yeah. newspapers. Like, but, I mean, the teachers' union and firehouses, I guess cops, are some of the um, small ones that are still exist in this country. You know, you don't really see uh, unions with industrial people. You don't see a lot of guys working industrial jobs like I was younger. Oh, t fuck no. Everyone's working online or doing something related to online stuff. I mean, that's, yeah, it's really weird. It I, really is strange in that, design in that or, way. Or um, working in IT, basically. And a lot of people blame uh, unions uh, and not the corporations for a lot of industry going overseas. But the fact that people overseas are willing to do stuff for like uh, a dollar an hour, I don't see how that would have changed whether there was uh, a union or not. But I see that as like that's not the union's fault. When, did, when did you turn into a union guy? Oh, mother was the shop steward. Yeah, I was... Uh, he just actually said the phrase, mother was the shop steward. Where was she, operator? Uh, yeah, telephone operator, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Here is uh, Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Can I just tell you how much of a genius Tom is? Do you not agree with that? I mean... Oh, I think he's brilliant. I think he's a brilliant guitar no, player. And the no, song that we're playing off the player. new album right now no, uh, but it's just kicks ass. Guitar playing, Ronnie. Not even his guitar playing, but if you voice over Zach De La Rocha on every one of his lyrics, he wrote all that stuff. He was writing the lyrics for Rage. No, I'm, I'm, that's if you voice over all of his lyrics with Zach De La Rocha, I believe 100% he wrote all those lyrics. Listen to him. You look at Rage Against the Machine. You look at what they did, and then you think about what he talked to you about today and all the rage he has and all the shit he's gone through and then you look back and you say he wrote all that shit 
That's what I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that is a hundred percent truth. No, it's not hundred percent truth. I'm, it's, it's, I'm surmising. Yeah, I think that I don't think that that he would agree with that. Uh, I think that he was even saying that lyrically he just started to get involved. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. It is the Ron and Fez show on a uh, Tuesday right now. Uh, we just had Tom Morello in studio. Um, the funnest thing in the world is some of the folks that come through here. If you go over to 202 Friends, which I guess Hicks didn't know that it had been up there for 15 minutes. Oh, I, 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 my, I screwed it up. No, you didn't screw it up. It was already up there for 15 minutes. Everything's okay, Mr. Morello. What I like to see is some kind of uh, producer's meeting, so before the show we know how all these things are going. We're prepared for them. We're not just not sitting back and watching, but we're all prepared for them. Um... Here is uh, John. John, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good, buddy. Uh, going to deviate from my usual fantasy sports thing. I uh, heard you talking to Tom Morello. It was a great interview. I love his music. The one thing about unions, um, there were a lot of studies done, and it, even though it's counterintuitive, it, it, the reason they go down in popularity is because they actually cost jobs and hike unemployment. And a lot of economists, Nobel Prize winners, have proven this through the years. And I think that's why unions have tended to wane in popularity as, as we go further and further along. Well, they've waned in popularity because the type of unions that are out there are not the ones that regular Americans are working at anymore. Um, the fact is uh, unions are still popular with fire departments. They're still popular with cops. They're still popular with teachers. They're still popular with the people that they benefit. If they don't benefit you politically, people have a tendency not to be fans of them. Well, that's absolutely true, uh, except the one thing we're not taking into consideration, especially with municipal unions, is that you don't, like employers, don't have the freedom uh, to fire union employees. So you're always stuck in this constant heated battle, which I guess politically benefits someone. I'm not sure who. Absolutely. But it benefits the people that are in the union when they feel job security at the time, just in the same way that the workers can't fire the bosses here. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, Ronnie. Do you think, like, I wouldn't have a problem with unions if you didn't have compulsory laws. Like, we don't have right-to-work states, right? So a union shop can't hire a scab. And do you feel that that is also part of the reason why? Like, for example, if you're a lab worker or a nurse, you really can't work in a hospital that has a union. So in some ways... Those are compulsory laws. They they bar certain people from getting jobs and only allow. Well, the only reason why they they do that is because then the the places would never hire anyone and allow them into the union. the The point of the matter of this always comes back to who does it benefit, and all, and and at the same time, um, there are plenty of people who just think, hey, if it benefits the company. Uh, the company takes care of me. I'm going to be fine. I'm already happy here. I don't want to have a union. Uh, I guarantee you, let's suppose if a union tried to get into this place, the on-air talent wouldn't, 
unless they somehow felt like at one with the workers, would be like, no thank you to the union. Uh, across the board, the the producers and stuff like that would be like, yeah, let's have a union. So it only really goes back to who does it benefit. To somehow act like it's about some kind of macro idea normally doesn't roll down that way. It really rolls down like everybody uh, everybody votes kind of along the line of what benefits them. Uh, Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, sorry, I just got the, uh, the the last end of that. I turned my radio off, so I'm not really sure if you covered this. But um, I just wanted to talk about kind of the dichotomy. There's a huge dichotomy, and I don't think, you know, there's any question that the unions do, you know, cause some problems, and there is a little bit of, uh, they, they do overstep their bounds to some extent. But really, when it, when it comes into effect, I mean, it, it, who's more evil, the capitalists or the unions? And I think that's a pretty easy answer. You know, it's the capitalists that have been kind of just, you know, shoving their shit in people's faces for so many years, and the unions are just a necessary evil at this point. Well, again, they've done a pretty good job at crushing uh, the so many of the union jobs around the country. Um, the stuff that they're shooting at now is all the stuff with, like, cops and firemen and all, but the larger unions uh, from years ago have already... Uh, Weaken. Um, here is Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. It seemed like uh, Americans were all for the unions uh, when the NFL season was in jeopardy. They were, you know, wanting the collective bargaining agreement to go through. But when it comes to teachers unionizing, they tend to freak out and thinking that it's a, it's a bad thing. It is a really funny thing. And even the same people that are like pro-capitalism, when they write their sports, they bitch about how much a quarterback can make or um, the fact that they want salary caps on the teams and for all the teams that come in at the same level. So again, that I guess more or less that has more to do with what they enjoy in their sports. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I just wanted to chime in. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions of the fact that people think you can't get fired when you belong to a union. That's not the case. You have delegates that will protect you when you're unfairly going to lose your job. But if you're still at fault, you're going to lose your job at the end of the day. It's uh, just someone there to protect you. Uh, what union do you belong to? I belong to IBEW, Local 3. Mm-hmm. And is the union stronger or weaker than it was, let's say, 15 years ago, 20 absolutely, years ago? Absolutely, absolutely weaker. But it comes down it, it comes down to a price fact. People don't care if, if work looks good anymore. They just want the lights to come on. And it, you don't look into it because it's never publicized. A lot of these jobs that go non-union is such poor quality, and, and things have to be redone. That never comes out to the public. But that, that's just a fact. These, these guys from unions and building trades have very special skills that a lot of non-union guys can't do, especially on big commercial projects. It really is interesting to see, too, uh, where the skill positions have gone in this country. Uh, the fact that the Obama statue, I mean, I'm sorry, the um, MLK statue came in from China is almost embarrassing to me. You know, this uh, country... Uh, 
always went out of its way to, to build gigantic things that were beautiful and great. And in the last 50 years, that's all fallen off. Uh, let's go over here to Dan. Dan, you're on a fez. What's up, buddy? Um, I'm, I'm from Detroit, and we have a lot of unions here, obviously, with the automotive and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you'll see on the news these guys, and the, uh, and I actually know some that come into my business. These guys, they'll, they'll get laid off because they're either taking drugs, drinking on the job, and stuff like that, and the union protects these guys. And, you know, you'll have guys that work their ass off in other, other industries, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not for unions, but I, I am, I understand why there's a need for some. But there's other ones that I don't understand why that they, these guys could be three to four time losers and and keep their job when somebody out there you know is willing to to work and follow the rules and stuff like that when there's when there's guys that won't. But I am for unions for like certain groups that you know it's going to save their 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 pension or their their uh, their salary or stuff like that when when they're doing things right. It's just uh, like you said the uh, the unions are just kind of fucked up when stuff like I said well, the automotive stuff. You got guys at, at lunchtime. And it's on the news. You'll see these guys they'll do crack or something at their cars in the parking lot. They have video of it, and then, and like you said, some union saves their jobs. It just there should be some things that you know you sh- if you do that, you should be done. All right. So you think that a lot of union guys are out there smoking crack, or you're just going after no, one? No, no, okay. no, Ron. no, 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 that's not. What I mean, because because the fact of the matter is. Uh, some of those guys, it actually, if you have people that work in your company that turn out to be alcoholics or even drug addicts, um, you'll actually save money by getting them treatment more than if you fire them and start fresh. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Francesca. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um just want to talk sort of, I've been in both positions where I was a, a teacher at a middle school in Jersey and had a union. It was my first job ever, so I didn't know how much to appreciate it. And, uh, and then I switched schools and worked in a private school in Delaware with no union. And I gotta say, I think it's remarkable that you can do the same job. So like the skill set thing isn't an issue. And either you have a union or you don't. And, uh, like I didn't appreciate it when I had it because these were people that were protecting my salary and making sure I was getting paid, obviously not like some ridiculous amount of money, but an adequate amount of money for the work I was doing and going to a private school where not only was your salary not protected by anybody but you versus an administration or a board or whatever, but there were other people that shouldn't have been protected that were simply with the absence of a union, and you could feel it. Like you would be in a faculty meeting and want to bring up something about how, well, maybe we shouldn't be having more proctoring duties or classes or students unless and doing more work unless we actually got paid more, and no one would say it. And it was because you could feel your position being in jeopardy just because there's a million people lined up waiting to do what you would do, and they just didn't care about you. There was nothing to fear. And so I think what the other guy was saying about, like, you know, the guys who are smoking crack or whatever and getting protected, it just comes down to an abuse of power. I mean, eventually I feel like everybody's going to do it. Everybody's going to abuse the power that they have if they're it, basically corrupt. So I, I don't know. I, but I know that I didn't appreciate the union when I had it, and then it, when I didn't have it, I was like, yeah. damn. All right, thank you for calling. But, yeah, you have come up with a really good point that there are such things as uh, unions who have be abused and there are such things as corporations who have abused. There's no doubt about that. But we're in this fucking place in this country right now, uh, 
where Tom Morello came in, and even he won't defend the moves that Obama's made. Uh, and we're, we're seeing, uh, Obama being called a socialist, uh, by the right, and basically a Republican by the left. It just seems like everything is almost cracked down the fucking middle now. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. Uh, first responders, head on over to 202 Friends, uh, and, and um, if you want to be a first responder with Tom Morello with us today, um, I will say this. And again, I know the world's changed quite a bit. But when I was a kid in my neighborhood, uh, which was pretty much a working class neighborhood, um, at that point, if you belonged to a union and had a decent job, and it's not the way that, you know, some people think about union. It was just a way of life at that time. But you could own a house, have your kids. They were sending their kids to Catholic school. Uh, in a lot of cases, the moms didn't work. See if that's happening today with young people living in this country. See if you can run into somebody who's 27, 28 years old who can own a home. Uh, if the wife wants to stay home with the kids, can and send those kids to private school. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's just a totally different world. Um, let's go over to uh, Tom. Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I just heard uh, Tom Morello. He's, I think he made the comment that profit was evil, I think, was, what he, was the phrase he used. And I just wanted to explain from an economic standpoint, you know, the way economies work is you take scarce resources and then you apply them to a solution your reward is profit. So All right, but let, you know, sales but, or you can cut your costs, but unions simply add cost to the structure. So that's and it falsely adds cost to the structure. But and you in, say that Tom Tom, Tom, we have, Tom you're talking over me instead of letting me talk with you. If you have a corporation, right, and there's a high profit, but only one guy is taking the profit or a couple of people are taking the profit and you have people living under the the poverty line, that's not a good thing. And we had that at, the, at one point in this country where people would work and be sick and not taken care of and all that. And that's where the unions came from. If it was as purely uh, positive as you were saying, we wouldn't have had unions in the first place. In today's environment, though, the workplace is very safe. You know, he talked about coal mines. Why are they fucking safe, though, Tom? Because of the guys who did the, the fucking union work in the meantime. It wasn't from the robber barons. It wasn't from them going, you know what? My people should only be working 40 hours a week. Or my people should have the weekends off. My people should have vacations. They never thought of that. So now, after a while, they had to match their businesses to get what... When you didn't have a union, you had to start paying people and taking care of them. But to to act like some of the conditions in this country weren't fucking horrifying is to not know your fucking nation's history. There was a reason that came up. Well, you have the situation today where if any governor is going to start cutting a budget, those people, the municipal workers, the teachers, they're on the front firing line. With well, where else would he cut it? 
Well, you could raise taxes. That's not the same as cutting a budget. If you're going to cut the budget, um, yeah, they are going to be on the fucking front firing lines. And I don't know anybody who's like a big fucking fan of that. But I think there's a big difference between talking about those municipal jobs and there is talking about the kind of unions that we used to have, which were corporate jobs. Hello? Yes. What can I do for you? All right, that's Morello. He said, don't speak for me. Just play the rock. Wow, he's got your number already? Yeah, I uh, have it in. I go, I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to go around the country and speak for you. Uh, let's go over to Steve. Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. How are you today? Good. Listen, the reason why most of these Republican governors, who seem to be the only ones going after unions, are is because the biggest contributor to Democratic presidential and gubernatorial races are unions. So they feel if they take away the unions, they will take away the funding from the Democratic Party, thus crushing the Democratic Party. Because elections are all about money now. Ever since the Citizens United case, where corporations are now allowed to contribute any amount of dollars to any, any campaign that, that the Supreme Court did. And that is one of the reasons why they are so much anti-union, if you notice, in the last three years, more so than ever before. You have the strangest speech pattern I've ever heard in my life. And it almost sounds feminine and oxycotton at the same time. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. We're getting ready to wrap this one up. Um, let's go over to Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. How you doing today? Good. Hey, you know, just listen to this conversation, and I should tell you, I'm somebody who comes from a uh, sort of a non-union family, but the reality is in today's age, the length at which these major corporations will go to avoid a union when they're making billions in profit, it's kind of astounding. I mean, you look at Walmart, they will move companies out of states and out of towns, you know, whole businesses and their enterprises to avoid the unions. Walmart has done an amazing job of not having unions, uh, but there's also documentaries out about Walmarts about how the people who work there, who get the jobs, and the whole point of letting Walmart come into your town is so you can shop cheap, cheaper and they're going to have a lot of jobs, but then those people will still be living below a poverty line. The management, a couple of the managers... They're making decent cash, but most of the people that you have going in there working um, aren't making enough money to have a home. Um, same things happen around this country with tons of jobs now. It's just a different fucking world. Um, here's uh, Matt Pittsburgh. You're a manifest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've been a union worker as a police officer for 17 years, and I guess my thing is, do you really want me not being in a union? Do you want my pay based on how many tickets I write or how many DUIs I get? I mean, look at the can of worms that you open with that. Kickbacks. What we really want the cops to work for is kickbacks from local stores. 
Exactly. And even on the, the corporate side, I mean, look at NAFTA and all that and the automaker jobs that have gone down to Mexico. You know, back in the day when an Etzel cost $3,000 and they moved to Mexico, did the price decrease? No, the car's still $3,000. Right. So where's that money going? The corporations are keeping it. So it's in their best interest not to have union workers because they can maximize profits. Thank, thank you, dude. Here's Chris, Rhode Island. You're on the fence. Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm from Long Island. Uh, listen, I got the perfect example for you how a union and a corporation can work. Southwest Airlines is by far the most heavily unionized workforce in the airline industry, and it has 40 straight years of profits. So how do they do it? Why isn't it breaking their back? You do, you do a good job of letting the workers know that their performance is directly related to them putting food on their own table. It's it's a great cooperative effort, you know. You do you do have situations where you know what, you know you, you don't see eye to eye on things. Yeah, that comes up during contract time, but you know what, you figure out a way to do it. Thank you, my friend. You know, it's compromise. It's all compromise. And bags oh. still fly free on Southwest bags Airlines. Fly, fly free. Thank you, Fez. I think you put it best. Thank you, Fez. That last bit of information put us over the top. Who's got a pound for me? Explode it. Right here. Explode it. We just blow it up. You got your hat back. You had the bag bit. Uh, well, you go ahead and do a live read about our our little contest. Well, you want to go to 202 Friends. I do. And get signed up for Ron and Fez Sportsbook. Because football season is just about a week away, week from this coming Thursday. So it is the Eliminator Challenge. Great prize pack there. Signed football from Pat Summerall and a copy of the Big Lebowski on DVD signed by Jeff Bridges. What could be easier? You pick one winner per week in the Eliminator Challenge. Uh, then- it's harder than you think. It's not easy. Uh, yeah. This was out first week. First goddamn week. Fuck I the was chargers. out first week. Why'd you say what could be easier? Well, just to entice people. What are we going to entice them before? <laughs> We're not making any money off of it. So, and then there's it's for them. Then there's also the pick 'em challenge. It's easy to play, but hard to win. And the pick 'em challenge, you can get in on that one. Football signed by Franco Harris. That's a Pittsburgh Steeler Hall of Famer. And Full Metal Jacket on DVD signed by Vincent D'Onofrio for the winner of the pick 'em challenge. I'd like to. If it was up to me, the way we do this is Vincent D'Onofrio would have signed a football, and Franco Harris would have signed a movie he wasn't in. Full Metal Jacket. That could work. I mean, that's really fucking rare. And hope that he would write, I hope you love this movie as much as I as I loved making it for you. This is a movie I watched. Then he could write under Franco, more like Spanko. Just have a picture of him just smacking his own penis. Oh, my God. TMZ, this shit. Uh, first uh, responders... The team Morello is up on uh, 202 Friends. Can't believe that's still our name there. Seems silly now. That's it for us. We'll be back here tomorrow with Bob Dylan. Woody Guthrie. Joe Strummer. Joe Strummer will be here. All the leftists. The MC5 is stopping in.
be a sick fucking show. Abby Hoffman's coming through. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday through Thursday. And then Jack Nicholson. You start the union here, I got a kind of a different accent in this movie. It's a fucking really cool theme show. And with him. This. Jake Rivera's stopping by. Uh, Marks. I think Groucho Marks. Lennon. I got some Egyptian Rebels booked. Good. I love to watch things on the kids. I got those Chinese people from Tenement Square to try to stop the fucking tanks using mind tricks. They're coming in. Castro's gonna be in here playing bongos. And smoking, because you don't give a fuck. What's this button do? Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Of love. 